0: What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with new another new YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel, and welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you in here with the Bruce Wayne-ish. New, 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 the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours, truly the notorious one, aka new, Mr. New, coach new, Alini, new, new, better known. New, 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 new as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And when you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF, that is every woman's fantasy and the whole effing show. The CEO, Nigga, wrote of Fixes Binds, LLC. The unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed, best edutainment here on YouTube. The man with more nicknames than anyone in the game. I'm the Black Perfect Sir X. The chocolatey Confucius, the Morpheus of the mating matrix. I'm also the Black Moses of this, the Deliverer, and also the man that walks in the spirit of Elijah, which we're going to talk about today. You can also call me the CGA, and that is God Allah, and I'll be the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. We got a great show for you lined up today. We're going to talk about the plantation politics of the Jezebel, and we're going to talk about Fanny Willis and the cast of characters which are uh, excessively, excessively, and exceedingly losing their grip on this new reality of this political theater between the Republicans and the Democrats, namely to keep the MAGA, Donald Trump, President 45, and possibly President 47, out of the White House for his second term. And all of us are now watching the worst plantation soap opera in American history. Unfortunately, it is with real people uh, led by the homogenized individual who is going to basically take on all three characteristics of the black female stereotype, the plantation stereotype, and she's going to proudly display them and wave them all across the world for the deaf, dumb, and blind, the normies, the oxygen thieves, the knuckle draggers to cheer her on as she fornicates her way to trying to put president Trump into jail. We're going to talk about that committing crimes against, um, against her political position as well. Uh, as she pursued her political position, and she is funded, uh, unfortunately, by the Democrats. And they're continuing to push uh, these narratives of plantation politics amongst the people. I mean, even Tyler Perry could not drum up a better uh, story than this. And if you weren't paying attention yesterday, there was a step-and-fetch-it shiftless-ass ninja on the stage getting grilled and cooked like a big old fat ball ball pork ballpark sausage All right, pause. Yesterday, this ninja was sweating Crisco grease on the stand as he was getting grilled, and his name is Terrence Bradley. And he's up there being the possibly, quite possibly, the most incompetent lawyer you could ever come up with. All right, and put his ass on the stand, grilling him over obvious details of him lying and catching what? The hypersexual attorney who banged his way to a high-paid position, the six-figure position, Nathaniel Wade running around here banging not just uh, Fanny Willis and his wife, possibly banging every woman in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, you got, I mean, how many racial stereotypes can you come up in one story here? All right, but this is all plantation politics, and the Negro is always used as the, uh, as the people to exploit because of their uh, inability to conduct themselves in a professional manner the lack of decorum that the American Negro has—it is easy to bust up any scene uh, when you have Negroes involved. Because what what's eventually going to happen is once you start peeling back the layers of the behaviors, the lack of decorum, the lack of discipline, and and so forth and so on—you can you can just bust up any story featuring more than two Negroes. That's what's happening here, and this is not this has been done before. I'm gonna just let you know historically this has been done numerous times, and I'm gonna reveal them in today's show. I'm going to reveal them in today's show. This this is this is going to be one of those shows where you're going to see something that nobody else is going to be willing to tell you. All right, but I'm going to tell it to you. Uh and and, and the American Southern Negro. All <laughs> right, at this point. Um um the American Southern Negro is nothing but a stereotype at this point. I mean, you got these three characters. I mean, you got three racial stereotypes in one, and everybody's missing it. It's going right above your head. You're talking about evidence. I mean, Listen, I'm not, I'm gonna get into it later on in the show. <laughs> I'm gonna get into it later on in the show uh, about what you're witnessing here because a lot of people don't realize what they're witnessing here. But this political theater is interesting. Uh, nothing more than hyper, a uh, new age plantation politics. All right, how the how the how the Negro has not even evolved that much. Only in positions like, oh, we're gonna put, we're gonna use DEI to uplift a Jezebel, give her power in the Bible. Uh, Je- Jezebel basically abused her power. The power bestowed on her, on her by the, the marriage through the King. This is, this is, this is Fannie Willis. All right. The King has elevated her and she's abusing her power. I mean, there's a bunch of things and in, including rumor and innuendo about her behavior. The streets are talking about her behavior, how she's using her office, not just to jail and enslave more Negro men in Atlanta. Not only that, she's actually out here using her power and her sexuality Uh, to commit crimes. I mean, this is all what what is alleged as she has been used and paid as a bed winch for the Democrats, all right, to go out there and then pursue Donald Trump and then for the first time in American history, uh, prosecute and imprison Donald Trump. I mean, you you can't make this shit up. Mm. (laughs) You can't make it up. It's crazy. Uh, But this is definitely some political theater that we got to give you the idea. We're going to give you the cast of characters that each of these uh, uh, people play. And that most people is going to go over your head, all right? You guys think you're progressive, but you're nothing but plantation pickaninnies at this point. I mean, you can't even make it up, right? That's what we got right here. Just because you make more money and you got a better job other than uh, 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 bailing cotton and stacking hay, all right? You guys are modern-day slaves on television today. <laughs> modern-day slaves. All right. And it doesn't make any sense. You got bed winches. You got Jezebels. You got Sapphires. You got Mammies. I mean, you got Step and Feshit, shiftless ass ninjas, all right, ninjas, hypersexual men, all wrapped in one. He said they not qualified for anything. None of these people. I mean, none of these people that you see here, could you can say are qualified for the job that they have. I mean, if you believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion, I mean, how can you uplift these three morons? <laughs> these three morons. This is wild. All right. And this is only the intro. I am really going to be on fire today. But anyway, I do anticipate some interruptions in today's show. But to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Vimbo, Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat in the free agent lifestyle channel. And yes, you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. Let me give you a sound effect. New new, new, new world order. Yes, we got that going on. The rhythm, the rebel. All right. And um, I'm going to play a character today, too. I'm going to play a stereotypical character today, too, myself. All right? Like, they're telling you thumbs up, and I'm not even thumb-upping you right now. All right, but uh, anyway, also on today's show, we got Doom and Gloom, CGA. We got uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got Scrap Sexuals. You ninjas are at it again. We have Men Are st- Finally Started to Get It, and then our crime and law segment today is going to be Plantation Politics, Fanny Willis. And her name is Fanny, or is it Fannie? All right, that's another slave ass name too. What does that mean? It, it might be an African name. I looked it up. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. And remember, if you're gonna send shots at me, it's got to be more than two dollars and two hundred dollars to throw shots at me. All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to uh, Albert Wesker says BWS uh, been causing social chaos for hundreds of years. You guys don't realize this. I'm here to. We're here to tie it together socially. Um, and, and historically for you today on our Drunk History CGA. There's going to be some drunk history today. All right, but yes, they've been causing social chaos for a long time. All right, did you guys know that the L.A. riots was started, I believe, over a black woman? I believe it was. Is that, is that the one? I think, I think I might have that wrong. There, there was one of them that started. I think what happened was, she didn't. She didn't. Uh, she had an issue with an electric bill. Look at it. not not the. I think the watch riots, not the LA riots. I think the initial one possibly could have been over. Um, there was a woman that in an electrical bill that actually is wrong. I that's wrong. Let me go back. There was another series of events that happened in the seventies over a black woman that got shot and killed by a police officer over a, a her electric bill or some shit like that. All right, and it's normally because we're not taught how to behave under crises right? People be overreacting and
1: oh, oh, oh.
0: not the Rodney King one. I know y'all just don't think nothing happened before 1990. All right. Not Rodney King. I'm the watch riots. All right. But going before that, there was a woman that she didn't want to pay her bill and the police came and then clap and then it was a riot. Not the, not the, not the LA riots. I meant the. I didn't mean the LA riots, but anyway, not, not Rodney King. I don't know. This is before the 1990s, all right? I have to remember because a lot of y'all don't think history happened before 1990. There was history before 1990. All right, uh, anyway. <laughs> all right, anyways. Shout out to Uh, Thank you for being here, JG. JG says, yesterday you asked me for the backstory of my super chat for the guy that, got, uh, that caught his wife in their home getting cheeks clapped. He's 27-year-old plumber. On our crew, two kids, five years married, watched. Watched as his wife got her cheeks clapped. He asked us a question, but we didn't have an answer or we didn't know an answer, and, and so I thought I'd ask you. Why do you think females are so determined to bring men into the family home to screw around? Thanks, CGA, for any help on this. Um, I don't know why they're, I don't think they're determined. I just think that, you know, for the most part, it is a convenient, it is a convenient place. She knows she can lure men into their trap, right? So she will use her own place, right? Any other place would definitely throw off a scent, meaning that, uh, by the way, in the Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade case, this actually has come up. This actually has come up. That's exactly how Nathan Wade uh, is supposedly to have been clapping Fannie Willis's cheeks in her little lair. Because he was having an affair, right? She lured the guy away to his domicile. to uh, Sorry, to her domicile. And then he went over there in her house or condo. Remember, that keeps coming up. Is it the house or the condo? They're trying to figure out these things here. Well, it was allegedly at the apartment or condo. And, yeah, that's an easy place to go because it throws off the scent for her. All that needs to not happen is you catch her in the marital bed. Mm-hmm. That's all that needs to not happen. Uh, but unfortunately, guys, uh, affairs are a thing. I know people be like, yeah, but let's hope we don't have an affair. But affair, affairs are a thing, brothers. They're done, yeah. Trapper in her little lair there. Shout out to Adolph Caesar says, I smell a classic coming. Take these hood taxes. It's going to be a classic today. Derek Eaton says, Coach, your rant about the trans basketball player last night had me in tears. Free agent lifestyle for life out here. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It ain't my fight. It ain't my fight. Bill Free Media says, oh, yeah, time to talk about Frumpy Faney, who allegedly was wearing a dress backwards. I know all of these things you've heard plenty of times on these other shows covering this, but what you're going to hear today, you haven't heard covered. All right. And yes, we're not going to take the legal approach and we're just not going to play footage and break it down and say, look at this. We're not going to react. I'm going to give you all a historical or uh, bird's eye view of what you're seeing. All right. You're seeing basically plantation politics right on your screen. We got three people on the pay puzzle. Uh, Shout out to the fitness transformation. He says, good morning, coach. Bitcoin is pumping. 61K at this point. Marathon Holdings will pop this afternoon. Not financial advice. And if you hadn't got in, remember, it was Bitcoin was at 40-something just a few days ago. It is pumping. All right, big news on the horizon with Bitcoin coming up in a few weeks. Shout-out to James B. in the building. Appreciate you over on the pay pizzle. I have to say it like that for private investigation purposes. All right, just in case I'm on the stand. All right, and shout-out to Juan Carlos says, Coach, did you hear Virgil died from the, Uni- uh, from the World Wrestling Federation? I did not hear that. All right. Um. Shout out to Virgil. Uh, speaking of stereotypes, damn, sixty one. All right. Shout out to rest in peace to Virgil. I don't do a lot of rest in pieces, but rest in peace to Virgil. That's sad news to hear. That's sad news. I hope he was. I hope he was in good. He died in Italy. Wait a minute. Oh no, that was a different Virgil. <laughs> All right, died in Italy. Uh, he had a health battle. Okay, man, that's sad. That's sad to hear. Thank you for that update. All right, money, 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 money. All right, shout out to him. He was the the valet manager. He was more of a valet for Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. All right, not much of a wrestler, though. He was actually a disgrace as a wrestler, but, and he was in the NWO, too. Let's give him an NWO. New, 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 new world order. All right, he was in the NWO. All right, what do we got here? We got macaroni, Tony. A lot of men don't remember the million-man march. Even that didn't save the community. He says, thanks for lifting the veil. Absolutely. And I was I was behind the Million Man March. I I was very optimistic as to maybe the future and direction and leadership that was exhibited um, by the organization of the Million Man March. I loved it. But you know what? They fumbled the bag. All right. They fumbled. They fumbled a fantastic opportunity to make a progression. Uh, for the men. I don't know what happened. Did they I don't know what happened. Minister Farrakhan, they must have gave him a couple of Quaaludes or something like that. He started talking about numerology and the whole speech went left. And uh then just got took the opportunity to hop up on the microphone. They had that one dude that created Kwanzaa jump up on there talking about a body gotti. All right, then he jumped up there talking about all kind of crazy shit. I was like, Man, if you don't snatch the mic. Get these people off the damn stage. Ain't nobody came to see these people. And then Farrakhan, after three hours, got up there talking about numerology. I said, hey. Mm. (laughs) I was like, "You you buckled under pressure, bruh. This is your chance to make a historical presentation that will be remembered for all times. Anyway, yeah, they shut that shit down. And they said there was only 200,000 people up in there. Boy, they made it look like crazy. And, yeah, and the women wanted to join. Of course, the women wanted to join. Why can't we go? <laughs> I'm like, bruh. I remember that. Even I was in college at the time. Why can't we go to the march? Why are you only letting black men go to the march? Bruh. Women can't do. When, 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 when you're talking about black women, they don't want to back up and let, uh, let me handle this. Let me handle this. Shout out to John Downs, says, will Transformers make the WNBA better? The answer is no. Nope. Absolutely not. Unless you have an, a great basketball player, um, like a male that transitions over, that's the only chance. And the reality is, if you guys actually take a look at, um, it is only until recently with volleyball, most transgender athletes that go over, to the women's sports are not very good male athletes. They're just better female athletes, and it's slightly better. They're slightly better, right? Some of the female athletes can still keep up the elite ones, so they're not that much better unless you get a man that's like, you know, Dwayne Wade's son, um, jump over there and start doing double backflip dunks on people. That would be the only thing, and it still wouldn't make it better. It would just be unfair, okay? Nobody wants to watch unfairness. All right, nobody wants to watch unfairness. Last one. John says Russell Wilson retires. Tierra. It's all jumbled together. All right, but I'm not sure what that says, but shout out to you. Let me get on to the day show because I know people want to get me to the main event as they're watching this, but we'll get to it. We'll encroach. We'll encroach into the main event, but let me do doom and gloom. CGA. <laughs> Doom and Gloom CGA is back. Hit the like button. We're going to tell you, man. We're going to tell you what's going on. By the way, this is a podcast. If you're new to my channel, this is a podcast format. We do a formatted show. The subject matter that you see on your thumbnails will come later on in the show, so you can check back in if you're new to the show. I know these type of broadcasts draw in a lot of people who are wanting to know about this brand of circus, but let's get into it right here. Uh, Doom and Gloom CGA, you'll learn something, too. Macy's to close 150 stores or about 30% of its locations. It's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. The economic collapse continues. um, And the brick and mortar businesses are going the way of the dinosaur. This has much to do more than with online shopping and brick and mortar as much as it has to do with the economy as well. We do need more people to lose jobs in order to cool down this inflation. I know cool down and make, Maybe we can get these interest rates to drop. And if you know anything about maybe what the feds are thinking, the fed, they really don't want you to have money right now. They really don't want the economy to be you to be spending money. They really don't want you to be able to afford things. And that's one of the ways that the economy cools down. Right. And eventually you can be able to bring down the interest rates. And then once the interest rates uh, drop, for the most part, they know you're not going to go out and quickly buy and reheat the market. So they need more people to lose jobs, and especially these soft jobs and these jobs that are very much low-skilled and, and all of these things. So you do have displaced workers that are going to be an issue, people losing jobs here, 30% of its locations. I'm pretty sure a lot of these people won't be able to find new jobs, and they're going to have to figure out a new way. Re- really, really. Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and um, Macy's shuttering five, uh, let me see here, 50 stores over the next year. Right there. Their restructuring plan will leave Macy's with 350 stores. And, uh, yeah, these things are, uh, these also stores, these businesses, these big businesses, they're going to go out of business at some particular point because you got a lot of people online shopping and discount shopping, creating their own brands, styles and all of these things. These things are very much marked up prices, uh, seasonal designs that are mass produced, and people aren't wearing clothes like that. They're not wearing clothes like that. So you're going to see these businesses go completely out of business. I mean, we saw Sears, JCPenney's, but completely pretty much go out of business. Sears for certain, JCPenney's, I think, almost definitely. Toys R Us, you know, Babies R Us, and down the line, Macy's will be another one of these things that we'll remember as a place we used to go shop. Doom and Gloom CGA right here. Let's give you some more Doom and Gloom. Check out Kamala Harris, another stereotype. She announces that the federal government will start paying students to sign up Americans uh, to vote and filling in polling stations because so many quit after the 2020 election. I wonder why. New, 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 new world order. Well, I don't know if you guys know, man. A lot of you guys don't realize that buying votes is somewhat frowned upon in the political arena, but I don't think they seem to care. Uh, They've been violating a lot of things here, but this is just the latest right here. They met with voting rights leaders on Tuesday outlining her strategy for the government to start paying students to register people to vote. Yeah. New, 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 new world order. All right. <laughs> we have, I don't know, uh, I don't know if she's unaware, but that would be frowned upon activity in a very, very <laughs> civilized first world nation. I mean, this is, ca- this is, this is giving third world nation. This is giving rigged, all right? This is giving, like, you know what I mean? Put your political uh, opponents in the prison. This is giving Venezuela, you know what I mean? It's giving it's giving Iraq, all right, and Saddam Hussein. It's giving some sort of uh, horrible, uh, oppressive political regime to me. It's giving. It's giving a little little mustache man, history, All right, It's giving a uh, sham election. Is giving sham election, but that's neither here nor there, and we are headed there. <laughs> All right, we're headed there, but most of you guys don't care. Yeah, there would be something illegal that she's suggesting there. I don't think that, but people don't care. All right, what are we doing right here? We got doom and gloom CGA. Apparently a Montana GOP rep threatens legal action after an ex-senator shares rumor that he knocked up his JUCO intern. Staffer, let's talk about this right here. All right, it's a senator right there, right there. Some, I guess, Heidi. There's a Heidi senator. I can't pronounce the last name. Claimed that Rep. House of Representative member Matt, somebody from Montana, a Republican, may have dropped out of the Senate race in his state because he knocked up, impregnated a staffer. And so far, unsubstantial allegation that Rosendale, office denied and threatened legal action over it says right there there's a reason why rosendale backed out of the senate race the rumor is he knocked up a 20 year old staff person oh my goodness y'all ninjas man the well they're saying this is 100 percent false and defamatory and he plans to sue you will be hearing from my lawyers very soon and so we don't know if it's true or not but uh the political theater goes on man <laughs> can we keep it Can we keep it in our pants? No. Is he married? (laughs) These people out here going to knock up a 20-year-old woman in Montana. This woman could be attractive or excessively ugly, possibly a snow cow. 21-year-old, 20-year-old from Montana? Probably not very good look. Speaking of political affairs, Dallas Mayor Mayor Eric Johnson accused of having an affair with former City Hall staffer. Another one. All the humanities. Another one, what is going on with these political people? Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson has been accused of having an affair with the former city staffer and directing campaign funds to the staffer's company. The claim comes out during Johnson's divorce hearings. And first reported by D Magazine. D Magazine. Oh, man. According to the report, Nikita Johnson, the mayor's wife, testified during the divorce hearing that she caught Mayor Johnson in their home clapping cheeks with another woman. So, hey, I don't know, man. I typically don't believe ex-wives. Ex-wives be lying in divorce. So, uh, you do have that. But we do have uh, Mayor, what's his name? Johnson pause all right mayor johnson okay all right
2: hey, yo, chill, hey, all right uh
0: mayor johnson here being confronted by one prime time stein right here this is really messy it's just funny you're typical of a
3: politician and now i understand probably why your hair is balding so bad because you're probably really stressed you're dealing with all of these your, your staffer you're taking your staffer to your house You're sleeping with her, not not according to me, according to Nikita Johnson, your wife. Your wife, the mother of your children that you do not respect enough. The the same house where you put your little kids to sleep at night, you're taking your staffer there and you're sleeping with her according to Nikita. This is not according to me, this is all in the court documents. So you're going through a messy divorce and I just want to say that. A person that would cheat on his wife that he has kids with is probably a scumbag.
0: Probably. Oh, man, that's crazy, man. And look, uh, he's handling it very well here. There he is right there. Looks like he don't give a damn. And why did he have to throw in that he was balding? I mean, everybody can see that. All right, but divorce does stress you out. You do bald. But, of course, balding's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of good testosterone, healthy, vigor, older man there. All right, he's balding. All right, you don't need hair. It's crazy, isn't it? All right. Here we go, Doom and Gloom CGA. Here we go. Black Chicago residents coming to the realization that the new migrants right here, that new migrants with new migrants, the black vote won't matter. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, you're just gonna I hope you realize that. Listen, I realized this long time ago and y'all called me a Uncle Tom Sambo. Okay. But yes, you some people need to see it in real time.
3: And they are finally waking up. Let me start. NPR reporting. From August of last year to December of this year, they will spend $252 million on the migrants. $252 million. 17,000 17, migrants come into this city. And just in Chicago, if we just break that in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families. Hispanics have 3.5 children. I'm submitting to you, in one generation,
0: Just one generation. The black vote will be null. This ninja is late to the party. Maybe this is an old video. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Ninja, how late to the party are you? I've been saying this since 2018 and being called all kind of Uncle Toms. This is too obvious. And I said this before there was even a hint of the open border. But now the border's open, ninja. And you're like, hey, what do we do now? You're always on your heels. Come on, brother. You should have known this. But you, vo- you still voted for Kamala Harris, or you still fell for the okey-doke. They will have
3: an additional 24,000 people on the voting roll, along with the Hispanic population already here.
0: And I think the black vote needs to be null at this point. I mean, come on. I mean, it needs at least to be respected. This, they just straight disrespect y'all. I need, it needs to be null for a little bit for you guys to get your berries. Yeah, you guys, to get your senses. It's over. You guys wasted 80 years of the vote. 80 okay throwing it away and they're tired of you they're playing chess and you all are playing chess what a smart guy right here you are damning our youth they don't care about the youth ninja that's why they got prisons
3: our next generation to poverty
0: they don't care about that in fact i've been sharing the article that people are still now finding here by the year 2050 the black net worth will be zero Um, and anybody that says this is all by design Ninja, they didn't have to design much of it. You, you guys shot yourself in the foot. Okay. I mean, this is, come on stuff. Did they design Nipsey Hussle getting killed? The answer is no, nope. All right. They, they just let you do what you were going to do and stop governing you. It was simple. And then they come around and they beg for your vote the last three weeks before the election. Um, it's not much of a design. (laughs) All right. A design does not imply a designer. All right, a design doesn't imply a designer. They just basically stop over-policing you and giving you what you want, Um, and they just bring in a new person that's going to vote. All right, they gave you a chance. Don't say they didn't give you a chance. They gave y'all niggas a chance. That's Doom and Gloom CGA. Good luck out there, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that was a great doom and gloom, doom and gloom, CGA. Let's get to these super chats. So do me a favor, hit the like button. Hit the like button. We got our brother Preston tripling up, says all they want is a tall, buff, good-looking guy. A tall, buff, good-looking guy to chase them down and pay their bills. Is that so hard to find? It isn't so hard to find. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They just got to find them. They just got to find them. Prince He says, "Stopping by to pay my dues. Hashtag Coach Gang Yang in the building. Coach Gang is here.
1: Trying. Shout
0: out to, what do we got here? A personalized note. He says, High had a riot in 06 due to girls fighting. All right. And I got to figure out what High is. I'd never heard of that region. Uh, let me see what that is. Is that Fontana High? I see that's uh, what I'm looking at right there. I'm not sure if that's another region, region, but I think that's Fontana High. That's what I'm getting there. But uh, girls, a girls fighting, and a, and a riot ensued. <laughs> yeah, that fast. Uh, women are definitely some people that they get stuff going emotionally. Oh, hi. Uh, what do we got here? Wayne Wonder. He says, what's down, coach? He says, you have the greatest edutainment here on YouTube. Can you do another teaching on the spirit of Lilith? Having a hard time finding your previous streams on this topic. And my previous streams are going to be repackaged, all right, and coming up, repackaged, uh, like, you know, like the born-again Christians repackaged their peace leaves. But, yes, I'm going to come back because I know a lot of people find me and they're like, who's this new guy? And then they go back and they look at my videos. He's only been doing this for six months. (laughs) All right, I've deleted the majority of my streams uh, because YouTube came down on me hard. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for five years, 2018. Is it six years now? It's going on year six. All right, so, yeah, most of my older streams, the first five years cannot be found, so I'm going to have to figure out a way to get them back up. But right now, um, I'll put it back up, and I'll do another little stream for sure. I'll do another one. We'll do it live, too. Shout out to Kalen. Kalen says, what's up, coach? After watching Russell Wilson last night, men should never pursue to be stepdads, even if he has kids of his own. Men only need to care and take care of themselves and what's actually theirs. Shout out to you on that one, Russell Wilson. A very, very tough conversation because, man, uh, you know, for older men, they don't know what to do. I always tell you, go go age gap. I will go age gap before I go with the younger woman. That There ain't no, I mean, a, a step baby, a step daddy role. I'm going to go younger. Yes. Let's get in here. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. What do we got here? Let's go like
2: ride uh, with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like
0: 550 on the five sticky. can get high with me that's a deal right wow. straggle and sniggle theater we back hit that like button let's get into it straggle and sniggle theater um andrew tate got in trouble for talking about women driving all right and this is not new conversation i mean many comedians and including myself have talked about female drivers uh, they're an absolute menace to society. I mean, if you don't know and haven't worked for an insurance company, you don't know. They're a menace to the road. All right. And they tend to try to drive and talk and do their makeup. And, you know, they, they, they try to eat and drink coffee and have conversations. And they also on their cell phone, texting. I've driven motorcycles. When I ride motorcycles, I can see mostly women are texting. And then also you add on the fact they're trying to police everybody. They try to police, which is what you're not supposed to do. Just worry about yourself, all right? And so they tend to drive in the passing lane and don't know why people are honking and f- at them and flashing the lights. What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? I'm going to speed limit. They There's a passing lane and a driving lane, all right? There's a lane that's supposed to be almost always open. And if you're driving next to another car, you're not passing them. Thus, you are actually jamming traffic. So people think the guy that is slaloming and driving fast is erratic but they'll drive in the passing lane right next to another vehicle. And you're like, you're literally impeding traffic, causing a massive pileup and possibly an accident behind you. But they think because they're going to speed limit. Well, I'm going to speed limit. So I'm doing right. And then they start uh, policing everybody else. I'm not going to let you pass. And I'm going to know. All right. They start yelling at you. You're going too fast. Right. Mm. (laughs) Meanwhile, they doing five, fifty, eleven 11 things. All right. By the way, do you know that if you're talking to a person, even if the person is in the vehicle, you drive slower? When you talk on your cell phone, you start to drive slower. You slow down. You don't realize it. All right. You slow down so much, you're going below the speed limit, but you're trying to talk and have a conversation. You ever see that woman's driving next to you? She's driving, and you're in the car, and she's just so busy yapping, and you busy going nowhere. If you just shut up and get where we need to go, we can have a conversation. All right, but that's neither here nor there. So let's take you to some women driving. How about this? Uh, take a look at this video right here. Um, a car jumps into traffic here that pulls off pulls off the shoulder and uh, really just cuts off and clips the back end of a truck that's going at a high rate of speed. You do have a car behind this car, and there she is right there, or there the car is, and they've cut off a two-lane highway. She is now cut off the two-lane highway driving here on the right, and she stops The other car tries to avoid it and does avoid it, and now she has split both lanes. And there she is right there. She ain't even looking. She must be zooted. Now she has cut off the other lane. And take a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Not only that, she has two uh, appear-to-be adolescents in the back there, and she does not realize what kind of catastrophe she has caused. Take a look at this. Now this shit is absolutely insane. Mm. This is insane. All right, look at her. She completely oblivious as to what she's doing. She has to be on Coca. You have to be on Coca. Damn. This what? Where? Where is this maneuver? Uh, uh, suggested in your driver's manual? And why would you think you almost killed everybody with kids inside? Jesus. Mm. This is just amazing, guys. When I see stuff like this, this is the type of stuff that really chaps my hide, as they used to say, pause. Like, look at her. She just is looking around. Look, look. Is there a stop sign right there? (laughs) Is there a stop sign? What kind of head meds are you on? Kaylee's turn to Karens. These poor Kaylee's in the back. They got a future at the junior college. But this woman, How? That is, there's no stop sign. There's no U turn. There's nothing that suggests that this is the proper way to conduct yourself in traffic. Ay, ay, ay. This is not even a three point turn. Oh my goodness. Uh, who are you letting by? Why don't you? <sighs> this is terrible. Almost killed 15 people. And she's probably like, what's the problem? All right. Speaking of misandry. This woman says men should be homeless. All right, here we go right here. The out-and-out misandry here as the patriarchy crumbles and simps uh, uh, like Russell Wilson start to buckle. Here we go.
4: I think only men should be homeless. I don't think think women should be allowed to be homeless. Men need to toughen up, and I think if men were forced to be homeless, they would learn how to be better men because that's what made men manly in the past was having to build.
0: The music in these videos. Build houses and stuff.
4: Especially because we're not we we don't force men to do military anymore like they used yeah. to. They make them homeless for a year.
0: Oh man. Let's
4: see how they fucking yeah make them just figure it out. But make them homeless in a country where they don't know the language, and oh, yeah. that way they really they really have to go through something.
1: Wow,
0: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, seems valid to me. I mean, why? Why don't men listen to our opinions? Why don't men... I hope that's satire. Why don't men listen to our opinions? Why do men cut us off when we're talking? Why do men mansplain? Why did men keep women quiet and and oppress them? I mean, just... It, this should tell you where it is. Right I think
4: here. only men should be homeless. I don't think yeah. should, I don't think women should be you. allowed to be homeless. Men need to toughen up, and I think if yeah. men were forced to be homeless, they would learn how to be better men because yeah. that's what made men manly in the past.
0: Yeah, man, that's what made you manly in the past. Let me just cut this off because this music is obnoxious. Uh, Yeah, it makes them build houses, and we don't force men to do military anymore. Take a look at this body. Take a look at this body. Not a single pull-up able to be done for sure. And let's send men to the military and keep them homeless. I tell you, man. And nobody cancels them. Nobody cancels them. And I'm over here shadow ban having to work double, triple time. All right, speaking of double and triple time and double and triple chins, take a look at this right here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this, this sister has something to say. Driving is ghetto. There are
5: people who are a lot, who are offended by it. You don't get it, you don't get it, which is fine. I do not drive. I do not have a car. I do not like driving. My mind needs so much space during the day to think through all of the amazing visions that I have for myself, for my life, for my vision, that I don't wanna be worried about the color of a light. <laughs> I don't want to pump gas. I just don't believe that that is the best use of my time, my energy, and I simply don't want to do it. And I think black girl luxury means that whatever you want or don't want, you create a life around that. I said driving, it's ghetto.
0: (sighs) Yeah, man, she said it. Now, I wonder how you're gonna get around if you're not driving because I'm sure you're not jogging either you definitely are not and this is what the woman says right here I know this concept of black girl luxury has some folks in an uproar but I was even more surprised at some of the reactions I got when I defined what it looks like for me my truth black girl luxury means I don't drive mm. I think every black woman in well listen I'm not mad at this <laughs> right based on the based on the dash cam footage all right, maybe maybe her not driving is not a bad thing. All right, now that I think about it here, <laughs> she don't want to drive? Okay, I think you're going to do everybody a favor. Matter of fact, can we sign this into law ASAP? Asapulous. All right, anyway, and um, my question is this. Um, I had a question <laughs> about her not driving. Um, is it because possibly you can't fit in the car? I mean, I'm just asking. Maybe she can't fit in the car. But she says, I think every black woman and girl has the right to define what luxury means for them in creating a life that supports that desire. You won't catch me in, in any dream car conversation because I don't have one. Yeah, the possibility is that there's a possibility. I don't know why you don't got one. I mean, yeah. I mean, fitting in one, it's especially a luxury car, we already know. You can't fit in one. I mean, listen, luxury cars are very tight-fitting. So that could possibly be it, and she's using that to say it's luxurious. I don't know, man. All right, what do we got here? Is this Straggle and Snickle Theater? Let me see. Maybe it's not. Uh oh, let me see here. I, I guess this is Straggle and Snickle Theater. Let me check, let me check my banners here. Yes, this is Straggle and Snickle Theater. All right, uh, here we go, right here. We got uh, this woman here. We got old Karen's added again. This woman's going to ask an older woman, what advice would she give a single girl? What advice? Now, remember, gentlemen, these are the women that you're trying to date. These are the women that you're trying to finesse and manipulate by running game. These are the women that you want to marry. These are your future wives. They're going to hear advice from an older woman that you don't understand that they're hearing here. This should be great information for you guys. Here we go.
6: If you could give a single girl yeah. some dating advice, what would you say to her? How old? Let's say she's like 21. Oh, 21. Fuck.
4: Just bang them all. <laughs> <laughs> bang them all. Because men are so immature <laughs> that you're not going to lock anyone down. You're, don't, don't even start thinking yet about the husband stuff. But Straight. I will say bang dudes quietly don't tell everybody shut the fuck up about it just go do your business bang girls bang guys bang fucking dogs trans whatever you want but keep an eye out for the good ones in your college Uh uh-huh you know what i'm saying like keep the solid dudes in your back pocket like befriend them but don't fuck them or date them or nothing until you're kind of like older and you're ready and to like settle you. down with a boy yeah and then call that that guy up like that when you had your eyes on and i would be like what's up dude
0: now if you thought there there were some guys that thought i was i was making them depressed i've been here to, been telling you this it's been the aunties the grandmamas the single mammies that have been programming these women with these exact ideas. This is why these single mammies and these damn grannies out here trying to twerk on SRTs right now. They trying to be out here competing with these young girls. In these streets. All right, this woman said bang dogs and animals. I mean, this this is not this is not satire, guys. This is where they're going with it, guys. And you're wondering, Coach man, what am I supposed to do out here? You tell me at this particular point. You tell me what you're supposed to do. <laughs> All right. I didn't gave you the suggestions to save your life But this is what you're up against out here Ninja.
6: Give a single girl yeah. some dating advice What would you say to her? How old? Let's say she's like 21
0: 21 Yeah man I told you man We out here brothers We out here live at the junior college man
4: Oh 21
0: Fuck
4: Just bang them all
0: Yeah just bang them all <laughs> Bang them all because men are so immature. Yeah, it's their fault, right there. Is men they're immature. <laughs>
3: it is all Jermaine's fault.
4: It's always your Jermaine's fault. That you're not gonna you're not gonna lock anyone down.
0: You ain't gonna lock nobody down. So best thing to do is bang everyone.
4: You don't don't even start thinking yet about the husband stuff.
0: Nope, don't think about getting married now, Ninja. But I
4: what? will say what bang dudes quietly
0: don't what do i tell you i tell you that's how they move i tell you they move like kittens they move like cats don't tell anybody don't tell everybody don't tell anybody your body count bang them on the low bang them quietly bang them in your marital bed right there don't let nobody know
4: don't tell everybody shut the fuck up about it just go do your business bang girls bang guys bang fucking dogs dogs Mm. Trans
0: women, too. Trans, whatever you want. Bang trainees. I mean, they just bang trainees. <laughs> and uh, this is what's going on in Atlanta, because people have been calling this out, too, uh, that, they're, they're, that they're fornicating with transsexual men and bisexual men. They're doing it. This is why they always around them. When they get drunk, they be like, let me see if I can get your little pickle up. Pause. And then they're like, oh, your pickle is up. And then they let them do it up the Duke shoot. They're like, I got a Duke shoot. All right, just because I got a Duke shoot. And the other guy got a Duke shoot. All right, they're doing it, brothers. You just don't see it because they quiet about it.
4: But keep an eye out for the good ones in your college. Uh-huh.
0: Friend zone. <laughs> so now she's encouraging being a harlot and then transferring that into the friend zone.
7: And that's so you. you can
0: marry him when you're ready, all right, whenever that is. Uh, you
4: know what I'm saying? Like, keep the solid dudes in your back pocket, like befriend them, but don't fuck them or date them or nothing until you're kind of like older and you're ready to like settle down with a
0: older, older. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, right? Hey, man, this is where we're at, boy.
4: Yeah, and then call that that guy up, like that one you had your eyes on.
0: And i would be like, what's up, dude? And to be like, what's up, dude? And he'll jump right on it and marry you. Yep.
7: And that's you.
0: That's their plan. Thank God for social media. I used to have to do this show without social media. I used to have to make these same points and be like, there's people out here telling women to do. And you'd be like, nah, man, where are you meeting these people? All right, you're just bitter and hurt. All right, now we got the evidence right here. Oh, they just joking. They just joking. Yeah, they just joking. All right, I think I got one more. I think I got one more. How many How many damn videos do I got in this sec? Yes, I got two more. We have this woman here, the misandry again. We got misandry on lock today. 50-year-old woman, and she says a 50-year-old man could be a power. Okay, okay. This is a 50-year-old woman, it says right here, responding. On TikTok, having meltdowns in the video every time someone mocks you, shows no, I think it says no EI
1: or genuine peace of mind, That's your best life. Here's something men need to understand about women over 50. We don't care about you. We don't need you. We don't want you. In fact, we really don't want you.
7: What that means?
1: We're happy on our own. We're thriving. We're living our best lives, despite what you may think or say. We don't have to prove anything to anyone. In fact, leave us alone. Oh, please block me. I wouldn't care if no men ever commented on my page again for the rest all of the my humanity. life. It doesn't mean we don't love our partners, our brothers, our sons, our cousins, Partner. our uncles, but men in general, we don't care. Mm. I see men all the time making videos. We love women. I love women. Women are the best. Mm. Women don't feel the same. Mm. In fact, we feel the opposite. Stay away from us. We don't like you. We don't want you. Damn, man. All the
0: humanity. All right, they call it bitter and hurt, bruh. Bitter and hurt much? Jeez. I'm starting to think they don't like men. <laughs> they All of that, that projection. You hate women. Well, they're out here saying it. If I came on here and said, I hate women, guess what? They'd be like, you need to get rid of him. Silence him. They'd be like,
6: silence you
2: fool.
0: Man, uh, ma'am, just say you can't get a girl. I mean, a guy. <laughs> just say you can't get a guy. That's crazy, bruh. We don't want you. Well, the reality is nobody wants you either. I mean, that's just pretty obvious, and why the long face? All right, look at that
1: beak. All right, come on, brothers. Here's something men need to understand about women over 50.
0: Over 50, uh, that we don't want you. Okay, what? We don't care about you. Thank you very much. I mean, you're doing me a favor. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time out here. Don't threaten me with a good time. By the way, I'll be at the junior college tonight. Calamity clapping up young girls who are apparently taking the advice of this woman right here just screw everybody that's where we're going with it ninja all right and why am i a metaphile? because she's screwing dogs and trannies and i'm over here just an old man trying to get my whistle wet with a young piece of calico why am i the bad guy seems like i'm following orders last one is a woman that says this is complete satire she does her makeup before her husband wakes up so that he sees a pretty face
8: come with me to do my makeup before my husband wakes up for work i'm a stay-at-home wife so i don't have to wake up this early but i want to look my best for him when he wakes up so he knows i'm beautiful I pride myself in knowing that my husband thinks of me the same as he did on our wedding day, so I always want to look 10 out of 10 every single time that he sees me. As an esthetician, I know how important it is to wash your face before going to bed, so I wait for him to fall asleep every single night, and then I get up and wash my face and go back to bed. Then, before he wakes up for work, I wake up and put my makeup back on my face so I can feel beautiful before he wakes up. I show my husband that i love and respect him by looking my best every time he sees me and this is just what makes me feel good about myself the hardest part is sneaking back in bed and not waking him up i've had a couple close calls but so far i'm successful anyways have a great day guys
0: yeah i ain't mad at this
8: to do my makeup i ain't
0: mad at this oh i missed her feet she had her feet out i missed her feet there let me see if i can go back and refresh it I'm gonna see what her feet looking like. Give me a second here. Um, I ain't mad at this particular video right here. This is how it should be, ladies. This is how it should be. All right, keeping your man, keep your pretty face on. By the way, um, women used to do this. All right. Women used to do this. Um, I don't know if you remember uh well in the 1950s, women used to do this. Some some women, not all. Especially if their husband was worth their weight and salt. All right. But uh what'll happen is. Uh, they'll get up and say, I don't want my husband to not see me with my face on. Yeah. They'd go powder up and put their little makeup in there. Hi, honey, I'm here. And you know what I mean? Because they don't want to see a Millie Mouth muskrat when they wake up. All right. They don't want to see Master Splinter when they wake up. Husband got stuff to do. He wants to see a pretty face. All right. Keep it simple. And there she is right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. She looking a little Millie in the mouth. All right. She upgraded. Okay. That's much better. All right. That is definitely much better. And uh okay, what do we got here? Okay. Yep, get your little cream on. Yep, whatever. Okay, not too bad. She already had makeup on already, I think. Okay. It's getting better. And why is she clicking her damn fingernails on the damn makeup? And why do people why do people record themselves putting on makeup? That's a weird thing. I guess they're doing tutorials. That was popular back in the day. Okay, it got better. All right, there you go right there. All right. Listen, she only got she got a short shelf life anyway. She got a short shelf life anyway, but um, I did want to go back and check out her feet. We're just looking at the booty. We're looking at the breast. We're looking at her neck. We're looking at her feet. We're looking at her No, our I ain't looking toe. at no feet. Now, no, ain't nobody looking at no you feet. You're looking at feet? Uh, I'm looking at feet. All right, I was looking at feet, too, but I couldn't catch it. All right, you probably didn't see the video, but I was checking it out. All right, anyway, that's Drago and Sniggle Theater. All right, with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, all right. Hit the like button. I think I'm going to go through this next segment because this is going to be quick. That's what he said. It's going to be quick. Uh, We got um, Scrap Sexuals added again. What's going on with you Scrap Sexual ninjas in the building? We're going to take you to, um, where is this area? Tanzania. Shout out to my Tanzanian brothers and sisters here, apparently, according to this gossip here. According to the social media, you got to take it with a grain of salt. 24-year-old man and an 80-year-old woman right here are trending on social media after sharing details of their love life. 80-year-old Catherine Thomas and 24-year-old George from Tanzania have a unique love story, according to the interview they did on Africa or Afromax. Take a look at this. Oh, Catherine, a mother of five, lost her husband a while ago, and she needed to be loved. As she continued with her day-to-day activity, she met George, who was a school dropout and a Boda Boda rider. Not sure what a Boda Boda is. Is that a, what, what we got right here? All right. He's sending his love 24 and 80, Ninja. What in all the humanity? <laughs> Ninjas are <laughs> look at this ninja right here, man. Hey, nasty boy. Tell me she got some money. Oh, that's nasty. She must got some money, man. Yo. Ninjas be doing the most (laughs) Ninjas be doing the most man Shout out to you brothers Take a look at this Oh he's serious about it too Oh my goodness Take a look Oh okay And by the way She looks good for 80 I will say that She definitely looks good for 80 Here we go right here
7: Not judge And age Is just a number This Is an age gap couple
0: Age is just a number when it comes to women. When it comes to men, you're a metaphile. All right, let me see. Redefining the rules of love. Redefining. Wait. All right, they got music. Redefining the rules of love. Redefining the rules of love. Oh, my goodness. You got to be kidding me, man. What in the world? To wrap you in (laughs) my warm embrace. And I make it last forever, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Yeah, it's cool when women do it, Ninja. If you do it, like you would be a creep, a perv, a metaphile, all kind of ish, right here. Okay, she got something to say.
9: Catherine Thomas.
7: My name is Catherine Thomas. I am 80 years old, born and raised in southern Tanzania. I have five children, and after losing my late husband, I needed to feel loved again. Yes, there have been critics about why I love someone as old as my grandmother, but I don't care as long as we are happy.
0: Now, this ninja was homeless. He definitely was homeless, ninja. He got a good, happy home.
7: Does not judge and a.
0: Oh, there it is right there. He says, I don't know who's saying this. I was impressed by his humanity, hard work, and professionalism. (laughs) Oh, the stereotypes write themselves, man. Shout out to the stereotypes, Ninja. Y'all will never be able to dodge it. Speaking of stereotypes, what do we got here? 90 day fiance star Michael I calls police to report. Oh, wait a minute. Michael's the woman. (laughs) Oh, he calls it. He calls the police to report that he fled home for his own safety. He got up out of there and take a look. Got him. I think I've shared a clip of them before, but take a look at that snow cow. Oh, man. She definitely looks like she's in her 50s or 60s herself. And uh, this brother came over there to bang that snow cow, and he had to get up out of there. I think I shared a clip where she's very mouthy and bossy. It said he fled the home for his own safety. Can you say domestic violation? 90 Day Fiance Star has resurfaced after his wife, Angela Dean, reported him missing in Georgia. The Nigerian native vanished on Friday after Dean went to a local store. When she returned, Michael was nowhere to be found. All right, that the slay. All right, he left behind his passaporte and phone, which caused panic. Initially, a bolo, be on the lookout, was put out. However, authorities eventually upgraded it to a missing person report. And in a welcoming yet shocking turn of events, Michael resurfaced days later. He might have been clapping some cheats. According to YouTuber and friend of Dean, it says Michael contacted the police himself to report that he was safe but claim he fled for his own safety out here, brother. All right, Michael allegedly stated that he feared for his life, but it's unclear why. He also used a burner phone and requested that his location be kept private from Dean. Wow. Mm. Escape from the plantation. She probably was wearing this ninja out. He was like, I got no more nut, ladies. I can't keep it. God can't keep this going. (laughs) Wearing this ninja out. All right, for his own safety. And I did see a clip where she, I think, I can't remember what it was, but I've never seen the show. And I think she was pretty bossy. All right, and saying, I think he, she didn't want to submit or something like that. I think that's what I remember. But, boy, that is a, whoo. <coughs> Island, boys, step up. The ninja went Fred, 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 Frederick Douglass on, on this white woman. All right, I do have another picture of them um, potentially here. Let me pull up this picture out here. All right, let me see here. And uh I potentially this could have been how how she she was found. Let me see if I can find the photo. I might not be able to show it to you. I show it to you all the time. Um, let me see here. Oh, I can't find it. You know what photo I'm looking for too. Y'all already know. If you've been watching my show, you know what photo I'm talking about. Let me see if I can pull it up. All right, damn, okay, what? okay they didn't got rid of it because they knew I'd like to look at it. Okay,
10: let's see here. I'm going to pull it up.
0: I'm going to pull it up. Mm, yeah, they won't let me find it. Okay, let me see here. You know what picture I was going to pull up. But uh, Oh, here it is right here. Here it is. I found it. Uh, yeah, I finally found it. All right, there it is right there. All right, that's basically how she found them right there, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. He was standing there and she was reaching into his pants trying to get a a, a peek of that, a grip of that uh, elephant trunk. And uh, he then went back to Georgia. He could not satisfy that wildebeest. <laughs> she was like, got up over here, brought him over there with his passport in a safe somewhere, and she was out there hogging. He was out there hogging. He was like... <laughs> Got up out of there. Got up out of there because.
3: Yeah, that brother's starving. That
0: sister's starving. <laughs> that sister's <just a> starving. <laughs> All right. uh Anyway, what do we got here coming up? I got the next story. Speaking of pogs, we got another pog here or another. Well, you know how ninjas are with these scrap sexuals out here. Y'all make any excuse. No, nah, man, that's not a pog. Hey, Dude, you what ran you into my like right ropes.
2: What's your type?
0: You like black, white?
2: I like white girls more better. Okay. Yeah. Especially the thick
7: time. That don't talk about
0: snow bunny. Uh-huh. In other
7: words, pog. P.O.G.
0: Exactly.
5: That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that video again. Say it one more time or say it slow.
7: Pog. P A W G. Fat ass white girls.
5: No, don't talk about What you like, bro? Yeah.
2: I like fat ass white girls, the thick time. Ooh. The curly
0: yeah. types. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Those are my favorite. Yeah, they're not talking about
0: Okay. She's fog, fat-ass white girl. Fat-ass white girl. Shit, I got, but well, I know a talking bunch about, of Yeah, I know a bunch of them there. They get right there, All <laughs> right. Apparently, uh, Tyreek Hill likes a pog too. There you go right there. She definitely delicious right here. Give her some. Give her some. She pogalicious. Tyreek Hill got a pog. And, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill recently got married to a Latina woman. And then he had three other women come out with a, you know, child claim. All right. So they said that he was a baby daddy. Three in, at the same time. So I think at one point he had two to three women pregnant at the exact same time. I think they're still all pregnant. But now he has this woman. This ninja has been busy with his pogs. And it says right here, a pog. Breaking news. Tyreek Hill sued by a pog OnlyFans model who claims that the Dolphins wide receiver broke her leg after she humiliated him in backyard football game. What humiliated you or you humiliated him in a backyard football game. Interesting here. Uh, okay. It says right here, reportedly being sued by a Pog for breaking a woman's leg in retaliation for her, her humiliating him in backyard football game. According to court docs obtained by the Daily Bell. the wide receiver, is the defendant on a lawsuit filed by social media influencer and Pog. I will not say her name who claims she embarrassed Hill by holding her own and even knocking him down and back during practice drills at his Florida mansion. Now that's delusional. That's, that's delusional. You held your own against a world-class athlete, potentially, the fastest man on the planet. I mean, there, there could be a case that this is the fastest man on the planet. Now, your big ass is going to tell me you were embarrassing him in practice drills. <laughs> you cannot tell me what it, the, the delusion. He was mad because I held my own. So he broke your leg. How did he break your leg? Hill is accusing. All right, let me see here. Okay, we got Hall and Hill. Hill is accused of rushing at Hall and throwing her to the ground with such force, he broke her leg and forced her into reconstructive surgery and several months of therapy, physiotherapy. How in the hell did he break your leg? I'm just going to assume that your, the weight of your body broke your leg and probably ruptured your ACL, MCL, LCL, and your meniscus and your latissimus dorsi, and your triceps, and your uh, all of that shit, and your BBL. How did he you break your leg? <laughs> okay. There's a lawsuit. He said, she says the wide receiver had been enraged at the time and is being sued for battery assault and negligence. Oh, man, these is. Oh, she's got a video. She's got a video. Okay, all right, here we go right here. Okay, we got a video up. There she is right there. All right, there she is right there for you ninjas, scrap sexuals who love it. Hey, hey, you what ran you into like, the white right What's your type? You like black, white? I like white girls more better. Okay, Yo. So she's a thick time. No, don't talk.
7: bunny. Uh-huh. In other words, Pog.
5: Pod. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that video again. Say it one more time or say it slow.
7: Pog. P A W G.
2: Fat
1: ass white girls. No, don't talk about. Would
2: you like, bro? Yeah. I like fat ass white girls, the thick thighs, no. the curvy yeah. types. Yeah. yeah, those are my favorite. Cheer. Okay. Yeah, okay. don't talk about it. Okay. You fall, fat ass white girls.
0: girl. That is white girls. Yeah, Shit, I got, but I know. No, don't this, this. Yeah, man. Okay, I, I got. I know a lot of them too. Okay, she got a video here. Here we go.
1: go get a
0: oh. oh my goodness. Okay, so this is her showing. She held her own. Look at this rump right there. Look at this. I mean, dude, man, this is out of control. This is out of control. She broke her, she broke her leg. That's what she said. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I, I'm thinking that this body broke her leg. I'm pretty sure she's not an active uh, athlete. And you out there with an athlete after probably getting fornicated on and treated like a bag of, uh, a, a, a bag of shit. He was done with you when you was hanging around way too much. And that's how you broke your leg. All right. That's how you broke your leg. All right. That's crazy, man. What is going on with you ninjas? All right. That's it. We're going to take a break here on that one. That is Scrap Sexuals. Had it again. Once again with you ninjas out here. And now his association with her is going to cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars for that overweight woman out here claiming that she broke her leg with a world-class athlete. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, you break your leg. But, of course, hey, you got to watch out. If somebody breaks your leg on their property and they were participating in something, yeah, they could sue you. I can see where the lawsuit's coming from. So she did say negligence, but then she mentioned some battery uh, and, and assault. I don't think that's true here. But, listen, you're a, you're a high-value target out here, so protect your neck. What are we doing here? We got some brothers here. My And he says, I was joking earlier. Right. Anyway, shout out to you. I wanted you to use AI CGA. Yeah, we got to have those jokes be a little bit more costly. Craig Williams says, shout out to you, CGA. I have learned more from you than my own father. He is an old school waiting on Jesus simp. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the Lord to return. I know those simps. Like, you're going to wait your whole life just waiting to die. We always call these people waiting to die. I have joined. Join your locals and Patreon. I appreciate you and your content. Keep coming with the fire. Yeah, man, those people, man, I think these people will realize at 70, 80, 90, they've been waiting to die since they were 24, 25. Jesus coming. He coming back. All right, and then they don't come back their entire life, ass ninjas. Man, I mean, don't be so pathetic. Don't be so pathetic. Shout out to Osiris says the free agent lifestyle is the only way to go investments are up emergency fund is up and i already am buying my flight for greece for vacation enjoy santorini he says i am fighting against my parents because i am choosing the free agent lifestyle yes indeed they do yeah man shout out to you they want you to be you know misery loves company don't you like your family don't you like your family? Don't you want to be around your family? Don't you want to be around us? Don't you like us? You don't love us. Are you rejecting us? Do you think you better than us? Yes, to all those questions. Well, no, I don't want to be around my family. Yes, family is all you have. Yes, I want to not be around you. And okay, yes, I love you. However, I got a life to live, Ninja. We, we, we can't just be sitting here talking the same shit. All right, shout out to Samson Keller says, bang them all. That segment right there, he says, you have just launched my content creator path. I'm downloading this live. If you allow, I'll clip and share. Shout out to you. Just let you know. Clip and share. Uh, it's already, it's gone, bro. It's gone. It's gone. Hodge says, young man dropping that Mongolian meat hammer on her to lock in a little piece of that Will He says, notice He's wearing designer clothes and a nice watch. She got money. I got money. Yeah, who thinks that African brother is finessing the hell out of her? All right, because he's a boda boda. He's a taxi driver that somebody just informed me. He drives a taxi. This is the most money he's ever seen. This is the most money he's ever seen. This is the most comfortable life he's ever had. He's able to get his hair lined up. She's giving him money. Uh, the, the guy, the guy, the husband that died, Probably left a good little sack of money for her for her. And she tricked it off. She like, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, little man. She getting that young piece of meat. Yeah, ooh, more pause. John Ellison says, I'm behind, but my thoughts have always been that women not uh that women not <laughs> has always been that women not on the road driving with immediately lower emissions and help the environment, but they wanted them to work versus stay at home. Most of the people in traffic jams are women. All right, did you guys know that? There are statistics that, that tell you really quickly that the two most dangerous people on the road are female and, and adolescents. It is. All right, but uh, of course, most drivers, most drivers believe that the most unsafe drivers, which there's data to look at this, are people who s- speed. Like, most people think as long as they're obeying the speed limit, they're driving safe. I'm driving safe, right? And they'll only use the speed limit as a litmus test, as a, as a measure, if they're a safe driver. And I'm like, just because you're not speeding doesn't mean you're driving safely. In fact, there's various rules of driving on the road that suggest that you might have to increase your speed to keep the flow of traffic going. And I'm going to give you three examples, but people never look at these. First of all, when you're moving, when you're merging into another lane, it actually suggests, and everybody that knows in training, that you pick up speed. You increase your speed to merge. And one of the reasons why is you're moving into a lane where people don't anticipate you, and they're at a speed that they are going to have to stop. So if you merge over and don't accelerate into the merge, you're going to slow down traffic in the lane. So with that being said, merging requires you to pick up speed. That's an example of speeding for a right purpose. Another example. Another example. If the flow of traffic is going a certain speed limit, And you jump on there and you jump under the speed limit to drive safely. You're actually inhibiting traffic. Huh? You're inhibiting traffic. The flow of traffic is going that way. You must maintain the flow of traffic. So everybody's going 70. You're going 45. You're just going to fuck everything up. Just because you're driving below the speed limit doesn't mean you're right. Number three. If you are in a one lane or a two lane highway that doesn't allow people to pass because there's curves or and you are driving slow, so slow that you have three, four or five people behind you tailgating you, you are inhibiting traffic. You need to increase your speed. Mm. <laughs> so you can't say, well, I'm going to speed limit. You can actually get pulled over for doing that. Because you're not recognizing that you're holding up four, five, six people. The the traffic's piling up. With that being said, those are just three examples of you increasing your speed to be able to have the road be safer. It's dangerous when you do shit like this. And the same thing. You drive it in the passing lane. In the speed limit. That's that's not going to be advised. You're going to make everything congested. You're driving side by side by somebody and you're in the passing lane. Well, I didn't want to speed. You should speed up and cut off the driver that you're driving next to. That's four examples I've given you where speed needs to be excessive even if it's above the speed limit. Not greatly above the speed limit, but you need to go above the speed limit at times. Driving at the speed limit or below does not make you a good driver. But anyway... Yep, obstructing traffic, causing crashes behind you, merging into people's lane and not accelerating. These are all examples of people who drive safe, but they actually cause more problems. It's crazy. (laughs) All right, but anyway, yes, can can you tell that I have road rage this morning? Where are we at? MC Hamster says, if you don't get road rage, you're not paying attention. Speaking of road rage, I know, man. If you don't get road rage, you're not paying attention. But no, I typically, women drivers do shit like that in old lady, You're just like, what are you doing out here? Well, I'm driving the speed limit.
10: Anyway. <laughs> All
0: right, what are we doing here? Yeah, super normies, and people don't get it. Well, it wasn't my fault. I was not—I wasn't speeding, and then you caused everybody to crash. All right, what are we doing here? Let's see here. Let's get these brothers. Let's get these brothers here. No government name. SD says, Coach, uh, we had bad weather, and all of the parents are complaining that school was canceled. He says, Who is going to take care of the kids when the when they close public schools? That is one of those things, guys. I mean, these are all things that people don't have solutions for. Now, again, I know I'm old-fashioned. I believe a parent should be available for a kid, especially and flexible enough to be able to absorb some of these issues that they have. So there could be bad weather. There could be an active shooter. There could be a reason why there could be a minimum day, a teacher in service day. And, yes, these things happen often or they're unpredictable. Sometimes people don't prepare for them. And so when the kid has this issue, oh, there's no school today, the schools are closed. Everybody's like, what are we supposed to do? This is what happens when you have two parents working outside the house. This is what happens when you don't have flexible parenting. Now, I don't want to hear shit about the economy. I think the economy was created because we have two-parent two parent incomes, two, two parent, uh, the two-parent income trap. So the economy has adjusted to the fact that people have a little bit more money and women have more spending power, not only spending power of their own money, but sometimes spending power of their husband's or boyfriend's uh, money. But then when these things come up, they're like, what are we supposed to do? It ain't the school's job to figure it out. <laughs> it ain't the school's job. What do you do when summer break comes? What do you do when spring break comes? What do you do when... um?" When, when there's an in-service day, what do you do when there's a minimum day? What do you do if there's Martin Luther King birthday? What, what do you do then? You send them to daycare. Okay, all right. Mm. Uh, I've been saying this for a long time, and I've been, I've been banging this drum, is that parents, most parents look at school as two things. Number one, I'm teaching today, as daycare centers. And free daycare centers at that. Number two, as places where your children are going to learn. Now, neither of those two are true. Because your children are supposed to learn at home, and then the teacher reinforces it. But because your kid is a jackass, your kid is uh, not well behaved, your kid has something that you want diagnosed as a means to say you can't control them as a parent, My kid is doing this, and I can't control it. You want to hop them up on drugs and pharmaceuticals and give them diagnosis by pseudoscientist therapists, academia therapists at that. Okay, because there's a distinction. Then they can't read, write, or do a damn thing, and then you're like, hey, my kid didn't learn anything. Well, it's not a place to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Especially as you use it as a babysitting program or a daycare. You're using that as a daycare and then requiring them to teach your kid at the same time. You can't have it both ways. Your kids are supposed to be taught at home and then have things reinforced or introduced to them. And then they learn when they do their homework at home. That's what a school is. Not a daycare center and not a place that that they're taught things. They're introduced things. You teach them, you reinforce them. You make sure that they learn it over time. But here, They ain't there to babysit your kid so you can go to work. You got to take the day off. And if you're not, don't have a flexible job, that's your fault. It ain't the school's fault. What the fuck?
3: It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with people, man? I know, man. Y'all need to vote me in so I can slap these people around. Shout out to Big Buck says your stream last night was off the chain. Two thumbs up. Shout out to you to the Russell Wilson Stream and I was talking about Negroes. We're gonna talk about Negroes today too. Shout out to the lone revolver says that 50 year old woman is on that copium. Yeah, she basically disqualifying herself. No, she knows nobody wants her. Nobody wants you. Nobody's taking her seriously. We don't like you with her raspy ass voice, like she's been smoking packs of cigarettes.
10: All right, anyway. Anyway. My kid been in school for five years and they ain't learned nothing. <laughs> like, whose fault is that? And by the
0: way, stop using daycares. Man, raise your own kids. Raise your own kids. We got Kalen says, Coach, remember that clip you showed a former NFL player, Rod Gardner's wife, saying that she wanted to be in these streets if she was not married to him? I did my research, and she was a teenage single mom before him. It would make sense for her to feel like that. Indeed, I remember that clip. In and he probably wanted to wring my neck for playing that streaks over, that, that clip over again. In these
1: streets.
0: All right, but, yeah, she was a teenage single mammy, so he's a stepdaddy, so it makes sense. Shout out to him. No disrespect. Oh, ninjas will do anything. Yeah, somebody mentioned slow reaction time when driving. It is, it is proven that women have slower reaction times, like statistically. Of course, there's exceptions to the rules and outliers but they do have slow reaction times and they tend to not break when they're about to collide. <laughs> Listen, uh, not that you want to slam on the brakes, but they tend to not break when they're about to collide with something. They basically just take their hands off the steering wheel and ah, that's what they tend to do. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you what happens. I'm just telling you the truth. And so boom, it's even worse. And then they be like, boom, boom. And then things are they, they drifting in the traffic and they screaming, ah. I don't know why they scream like screaming is going to help. Like. Why is screaming going to help something? Never in a history of screaming has something helped. You know what I mean? But anyway. Oh, also, ladies, as a <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel as another bit of information that I would like to share with you. Um, stop putting your seat so close to the airbag or the steering wheel. You're going to get. Your brain your brain's gonna explode if you ever collide into anything and you're gonna break your leg for sure. You're gonna have a broken leg like that at Pog. So if I see people sit it up, I saw a woman seated so close to the steering wheel. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like she was like on the steering wheel, like this. It was like a black woman. I was like, damn. But I realize there's a lot of women that are short. Right? I identify, I understand. But I, my seat is way back. Even taller people get in my car. They be like, damn. But when you sit so close to the steering wheel, if you cut, co- if you collide with something, that airbag is going to hit you with so much pressure. You're going to get knocked out. And also, since your feet are, you're going to break your leg. Mm. <laughs> right? Anyway. But they be screaming and par- they get, psh, ah! Ah! I'm here to help. I'm just saying. Maybe you'll remember it if I tell it like that. I'm not belittling you. I'm just describing you. 2K teacher says, Coach, I tagged you on Twitter of Tom Brady, saying he has accepted that Giselle's affair started years ago. You called it out literally before he knew, and he says, just connecting the dots, Coach Adamas strikes again. Indeed. Yes, Coach diamond strikes again, guys. I've been told y'all about this Tom Brady situation. I'm going to actually cover it later on in the show. Thriller says, long time coach. Apologies, I'm late for class. Are you sure? You don't have eyes everywhere. The driving analogy is too apt. He says, hope you're well, coach. He says, thanks for all you do. I'm a very observant person. All right, I'm not a very social person. Like, my social battery gets worn down very low, and it pisses me off when people even push on me socially. Can I come see you? Let's hang out. Let's go out. Let's do something. Let's do something this weekend. I'm like, man, look, oh, my God. If it's a woman, just come over and let me beat up the peace, leave, and leave. What do I got to give you? I, I, get out of here. Don't bother me. No, I don't want to hang out. My social battery is low. I admit it. But my my surveillance skills, my ability to process human behavior, my ability to describe things, my ability to see what's going on in the world is hyper. I mean, it wears me down when I'm outside because I'm just watching. What the fuck's wrong with these people? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be looking at people like these people are idiots. Feel like I'm in the world all by myself. I feel like I feel like I live amongst NPCs. Like, I really feel like, yes, feel, that I'm around NPCs. Anybody know what an NPC is? Like, I really am like, are these people just characters in my life? that I run into, and they're non-playable character, and I just bump into you, and you be like, oh, hi. And you say the same thing but I bump into you again. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Me and my son, me and my son were at the airport in wherever the hell we were in Cleveland recently. And we arrived in Cleveland late. I mean, it's late. So we're going down to baggage claim. We're about to order our Uber. So we're figuring this shit out. We're talking amongst each other. We ain't asking nobody questions. I feel like if I got to ask questions and I can't figure it out, I'm, um, (laughs) all right. I figure, I feel like that, you know, if I have to ask and I haven't figured it out, I'm actually not using my brain. There's nobody else in the airport. We're the only flight. There's only people working, vacuuming, people sitting there like this in security. Nobody else. People are getting off of our flight and they're going to baggage claim. Everybody's going that way. Then when you get to a certain point, everybody's standing there. This guy is walking and he's about to pass us up. He stops us. And he says, do you know what baggage claim is ours? My son looked at me. I looked at my son. And he was like, Everybody seems to be standing over there. And he looked over there. He was like, oh, that ninja is an NPC. That's NPC activity. Like, again, I'm not trying to ask questions. I ain't trying to get help like that. I want to let my brain do the work. It ain't that big of a deal. It's not really that hard to figure out. But why did you have to interrupt me and ask me that shit? Like, I felt like... (laughs) (laughs) I felt like, bro, like, are you trolling? You big dummy. Did you want to just talk to me, Ninja? What, what? <laughs> 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 like, man, solve your own problems, man. Solve your own problems. You got to, your sensory, your sensories ain't working, bro. Like, do you get out much? You just wanted to talk to me, didn't you? Ask Ninja. <sighs> Lurker says pro-blacks getting mad today. Yes, pro-blacks are going to be mad today because I'm about to get into some stuff.
4: I wish a nigga would.
0: All right, I'm, I'm about to get into some stuff today. MC Hamster says 50% of people aren't capable of critical thought. Yep, and this is, this is why people choose jobs that are repetitive. Um, if you study labor and jobs and the, you know, uh, wages in companies, the Industrial Revolution they these companies realized that people were just incapable of critical thought, didn't have talent or skills, they could only learn a few things and they paid them a certain wage for that. Because of this, they they essentially thought people were morons really relative to monkeys and that they could only do two or three repetitive skills. That's why you got the assembly line. That's why you had industrial revolution um what it what it was and this is why the education system is basically an extension of the industrial revolution basically getting you to figure out what skill you can do over and over again, and then hiring you for that skill at a salary wage that is barely above living, uh, livability. And they just make you do it over and over again, all right? Just keep doing this, just keep typing this in. Like, um, an example outside of the industrial revolution and taking it into corporate would be data entry. Data entry is an example of that, okay? Here, moron, here, here's a stack of stuff, enter this data, do the tab. Da da tab. Da da tab. Okay, next. Da da tab. Da da-da-da, da tab. Da da tab. Okay, next. Da-da-da, that's an example. <laughs> don't thinking, just repeat. Repetitive skill. Learn how to type how many words per minute. Enter this data. Tab. Enter. Next. <laughs> so this is the this is what the education system is for to see what repetitive skill that you're good at. And that, that, you know, whatever you latch onto, it takes you 13 years to figure this shit out, too, by the way. 13 freaking years. All right, you go to kindergarten through 12th grade to figure out what you're good at. Most of y'all ain't good at nothing, so they put you in a warehouse and just move boxes and shit. All right, you can stack boxes. Get here. Here. <laughs> oh, he can do this repetitive skill faster. We'll pay him a little bit more money. Just barely, though. That's all it is. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And then if you actually are in an institution of higher learning or a public school indoctrination camp, what they do is if you show any prowess, rebelliousness, boredom at what they're doing, if you think you're better, if you color outside the line, they cut your hand off. You chop off the hand. What's wrong with you? You rebel get in line. I don't want to do any of this shit. I want to start my own business. You'd be like, start your own business? What the fuck's wrong with you? You're going to be a loser. You're going to fail, and your business is going to fail. All right, it's hard to start your own business. You got to do your own taxes. (laughs) All All right, what's wrong with you? You crazy or something? Color inside the lines, you jerk. All right, he coloring outside the lines. He doesn't want to listen. He's bored. He's disruptive. No, because nobody's challenging me. Nobody's challenging me with this shit. I'm tired of doing these worksheets. It's all. Get your ass back on the plantation. Do me a favor, man. Hit the like button on this stream if you feel you need to be entertained. But I got to do something real quick. Here this commercial.
6: Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which What's means, you know, a man down? who, <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're gonna hold off on the baby making. We're gonna hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you.
0: So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one. Because you're dating down. Dating down. Mm-hmm. I hate that. What mm-hmm. is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money.
3: Right. You know, are you gonna
0: find many men out there that makes as much as you do? I can do that by
8: myself. Left to say. All right, time now, 5'11. Let's <laughs>
0: She said, I could do bad by myself. Oh, boy. That's sad. Hit the like button. We almost had 1,000 likes. We'll do the main event. We'll do it live. All right. We are almost at the main event, man. This is going to be, if you're going to be sensitive today, this is not your show. This is not your show. Let me do these, and then we're going to get into it right here. Our men starting to get it. We're about 10 minutes away from the main event, where we're going to get in here, and it might take an hour or so. But are men starting to get it? Take a listen at this man right here and let me know if he's not getting to be to the age of maturity. Let's go ahead and look at this guy. He says, women who waste your time. Uh-oh. Let's listen. Listen, man. These, these chicks are like,
2: they'll hit you to hang out. One, mind you, you minding your business, doing whatever the fuck you doing. doing. Wasn't even thinking about it, She'll hit you to hang out. Say... What you doing? You say, oh, I'm doing them. boom, 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 Can I pull up on you? Yeah, cool, come through. Meet me here, whatever. Can you call me a car? <laughs> I didn't even ask, why not I even hit you? I didn't even ask you to hang out. I was minding my business, now, I gotta, a black car. now was- I gotta call you a car to come meet me. Look, and then even if, even if that was the case, right? Even if it's like, you know what, I fuck with shorty, she is cool. You know what? She hit me to kick it. I like her company. I'll call her a car, you feel me? She'd come kick it. And then when she get there, she'll get on your fucking nerves. It's, it's, it's like It ain't even like It ain't even like You gonna come around You feel me when Before I I even hit you It ain't even like You gonna come around And I'm paying for the car And all this and that And you just cooling Like you'll be opinionated on shit And have fucking like Wanna argue with shit Fuck the bro, bro, bro. I'm like Argue like, with the waiter That's a waste of a day That's a waste of a day Bro You're like you, Now H. you wasting my time Like yeah. this is time I really could have been Spending doing some other shit Cause I didn't even Ask to see you
0: Shout out to this brother right here, and it looks like uh, Wallow and Gilly is on the podcast, but brothers, this is essentially money, energy, attention, and time. Shout out to him. No disrespect to anyone. That's essentially what I've been saying on this platform the last three years. That's what I've been saying with the free agent lifestyle. Are men starting to get it? Yes, they're starting to get it. And it's not that women are a waste of time. It's that most men are wasting time with women. You could have been doing anything. You could have been doing something productive. He hit all the money, energy, attention time and time. He hit it. Why am I wasting my time? This is a waste of time. When they're coming over there, he mentioned what? The law of diminishing returns. He said, when you come over here, we eventually will argue, talk political shit, and then the whole thing gets messed up. Okay, the whole experience is not enjoyable. She comes over there. You go to take her out to lunch. She argues with the waiter, embarrasses you. Why are you acting like that? I can do what I want. And I've been saying this exact thing. This is money, energy, attention, and time. The most important of these resources is your time. That's the most important one of them. And some guys are figuring out I'll pay the money. (laughs) We've been calling them time thieves. I've been calling y'all time tricks. Because ninjas would be like, I would never give girl money. But you waste so much time on them. And you'd be like, I'd be getting girls. But then you waste all this time. And I'm like, you're tricking off your time. You're wasting your time. You're, using, you're losing opportunity costs by wasting this time. And he's venting his frustration. Wallow and Gilly seem to understand his frustration. And then they, when I say, well, listen, just pay him to leave. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay on the front end or the back end. Pay them to leave. Give them an incentive, a reason for, to leave. And if they don't want to, then stop associating with them. I like the incentive to leave. I don't want, I don't, the money is, yeah. The time, no. All right, so I don't want my time wasted. What can I do to get you to go? Time is money. These are the guys, yes, they're, they're starting to realize it, but what they don't want to know, and these men, I've been telling you, these men are going to get priced out. Because they don't realize that women will find reasons to waste your time. They don't have anything better going on. And if you're not disciplined with your time, if you're not giving them instructions, if you're not doing something, if you're making your time available to them, hey, what do you do? Again, for instance, I, they say to you, they call you up. Hey, what are you doing now? Can I come over? The answer is almost always no. Almost always. I'd rather jerk off and then that, that night and then deal with it the next day, all right? Because what you just asserted and established is that you had nothing else going on. Since she had nothing else going on, she doesn't mind wasting your time because you had nothing going on. So if a woman hits me up after 7.30, hey, what are you doing now? Something else. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't care if I'm doing nothing. It's 730. I'm I'm probably trying to be in bed in a few hours. There's nothing that we need to discuss. I might poke. I might poke on you a little bit, but you're going to need to come over here very soon. And when you get over here and I poke on you, you got to go. I'm trying to relax. I've already got into my evening mode. But. Yeah. Do you want to hang out? It's a no. What are you doing right here, right now? Something else. That's what you answer. So, but when they do that, they don't have nothing else going on. They're leeches. They just want attention. They want energy and they want time. Sometimes they want money. I almost always decline because I want them to understand I'm not that available. And she's only doing that because she's bored. A person that believes she can reach out to you because she's bored, she just assumes you're bored too. Oh, you did not have nothing else going on. And then let's just say she does it again, and you say no. She's like, what else are you doing? You ain't doing nothing else anyway. So always establish that you have something going on, even if you don't. That means you don't let people that believe that their availability belongs to you. Okay, Wednesday's our day. No, it's not. You can't just claim a day. All right, what about Saturday? I'll let you know, okay? I'll let you know when I'm available. Don't just start picking out days where you think um, it should be available to you. So, again, here we go right here. I'm glad this guy's saying this because this is what I've been saying for so long. Time, they're time thieves. They're energy suckers, vampires with the time and energy. And they don't mind, they don't mind not giving, for 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 men that are not putting money on the line, because I know this is a sensitive subject to men, because money is of the utmost importance to us. Same thing in marriages and divorce, it's always about the money. But men always think money should not be a part of this transaction. Unfortunately, it always is. It always is. But with, with this being said, the money actually cures a lot of things. It cures a lot of headaches. It gets them out of there. There's an incentive. When the money's not on the line, she will find the energy, attention, and time. And she'll make you pay dearly. If, there's, if you put no money on, you're planning on spending a lot of energy, attention, and time on her. You're going to spend double and triple what's necessary. And she doesn't mind not giving you no sex at the end of it. So what she'll say is shit. You didn't give me no reason to give you no leg. You, you didn't listen to me. You didn't pay me attention. You act like I annoyed you. You tried to put me in my place. You, um, you tried to correct me. You didn't agree with my politics. Brothers. That when you don't put money. When I, now, when I put money on the, on the line. When I put money on the line. And I'm not telling you the trick. What I'm telling you. When I put money on the line. None of that other stuff matters. The amount of time doesn't matter. She could be in and out of here in 35 minutes. She don't seem to care all of a sudden. Did I agree with her politics? Does not matter. Did I pay attention to her? Does not matter. Did I listen to her? Does not matter. If I corrected her badass behavior, it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to be like, "Uh uh-uh. You're not going to act like that with me when I'm out here. All of a sudden, she's going to straighten up. Mm. (laughs) Right there, right here and I need you to be in and out of here because I got to be in bed by 9.30. All of a sudden, she's like, okay, let's go upstairs. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But when that's not there, she's like, "Mm, Mm, you got nice curtains. Wow. Mm, You got a pool in the backyard. Maybe one day we should do that. Let's go on a trip. She's going to start leveraging that shit. I'm like, look, third leg and how many dollars do you need?
7: Your third leg was just phenomenal.
0: They be coming over, planning. Then as soon as you reach over there, you're trying to get between their legs. Oh, I'm on my period. Oh, by the way, ladies, ladies, I'm going to just give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. Never go over a man's house. Never go over a man's house. I don't care who it is. Without telling them that you're on the rag. If you have your cycle, your flow, your period. And you go over a man's house and not let him know. You invite yourself over or he asks you to come over. This is just a sign of respect. This will make your relationships with your men much better. Do not go over there. And then when you're getting hot and heavy and you're kissing and you're petting, do not announce that you're on your period after my dick is hard. My, I'm hard already. So I'm going to put this somewhere. Okay, it don't have to be in there. But it could be in the general vicinity or it could be up here where your neck is, where your tonsils are. It's going somewhere. All right. At this particular point. And if you don't want to do anything, well, you just violated a principle. Do not go over a man's house. Without telling them up front and bleeding like a stuffed pig. Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. What you're going to find out is that the man really likes you. What you're trying to prevent is him from him saying, I don't want to see you as a result of you being on your period, which is a valid reason not to see you. I have white sheets and white bed linen. So I don't want, you know, I don't want a damn deletion scene in there. So it is vital that I know so I can decide if I want to see you or not. That's a complete waste of my time. And that's definitely ill-advised. I tell all women to make sure you, let him know, and if he decides to not see you, that's his own prerogative. If He might decide to see you because he's a weak link, and he was like, well, I'll get my time wasted, or maybe he likes you. But it's his, it's his prerogative to turn you down as if you turn him down by not saying, well, I'm bleeding like a stuffed pig, but we can lay down a towel, and I could decide to run that red light or not. All right, but anyway, <laughs> mm. this is not a good thing. And if you engage in this practice, you're doing something despicable. Don't don't wonder why men don't like you and you engage in something as despicable as that. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you one time as a young woman, and then I'm gonna counsel you as to not do this again because it's despicable behavior. It's despicable, absolutely despicable behavior. Anyway, if you're married. Wives be planning on giving up that punani, even if you're bleeding, because married men don't give a shit. All right, anyway. (laughs) All right, anyway. Some people don't want to run a red light. Let's get to this one here again. Another woman, a time waster. We have a we have a rapper. His name is Nardo Wick. Never heard of him, but shout out to Nardo Wick. Girl calls Nardo Wick a boring ass ninja because he doesn't drink or do drugs another lesson here gentlemen listen closely drink liquor not no no not really like it depends like on occasion with, with my mama and
7: shit like she gives me a shout out throwback but no i don't drink with your mama so when you out doing hosting and shit y'all okay so do you do drugs uh-uh. so you just a boring ass nigga yeah me too i like a nigga that i can have fun with what you, what you do? Would you be drinking a lot? What you mean half No, I'm saying, you know, what do you, no, you ain't what got, else, you got what else? Have no, you don't, you don't. So, what else makes you happy? You drink liquor? Not, no, no, not really. Like, it depends, like, on occasion with, with my mama and shit. Like, she give me a shout out throwback, but no, I don't drink. With your mama? So, when you out doing hosting no, and shit, you all know? No, 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 no. Okay, so, do you do drugs? Uh uh-uh. so,
0: all right, so let me break this down right quick because a lot of men will go through this early in dating life. You will see Chad and Ray Ray. You will see them having fun and drinking liquor and talk about mixed drinks and drinking the Grey Goose like that mammy ass Fanny Willis. All right, um, but you'll think that that's part of dating. All right, let's have a drink, and then you'll show up, and then you'll be like, I don't drink. Oh, you're no fun, right, and you'll feel like you're losing out, but but you're losing out on harlots. What they are doing is that that's the fun part of their lives where they want to drink and smoke and do dope and vape and do lines of coca and do hair. And they want to wreck their lives. Now, these people years later, when their teeth are falling out, when their lives are wrecked, when they're addicts, when they're um, when they have dependency issues, when they have depression, anxiety and stress due to the residual effects of constant nightlife, drinking, alcohol, boozing and drug use. Then they want to have you have sympathy for these fucking losers. Now. They were out there having fun all through your twenties and thirties. You were focused, not drinking, but then you start doing these behaviors and engaging in these behaviors that get you in trouble down the line. And you think that if you if you don't do them, you're not cool and you're a loser. But a lot of these women are absolute losers, and they don't care about throwing their lives away. They don't care about drinking and doing drugs because most of the time they ain't got to pay for it, and so they want you to be as reckless with your life as you are with they, as they are with theirs, and then they will. They will say, well, you're not cool if you don't drink. What kind of man are you that you don't drink? You drink that type of drink. You're a weak guy. Do not fall for this. Young men fall for this one. This is a very tough one. All the way up until your 30s, this is going to be an issue when you're dating. Brothers, do not fall for these pieces of shit, human beings. Now, listen, I'm not saying if you do drugs or drink that you're pieces of shit. I'm saying that women that call you a loser and boring, uh, they're pieces of shit. Just because they're reckless doesn't mean you have to be reckless with your life. Okay, You don't have to do this. And I this is a sad indictment that this man is everything that, you know, he probably's wealthy. I don't know. He's a rapper. He probably's disciplined. He probably has talent. Okay. And he has ambition and drive. But he's a boring ass nigga because he don't drink or do drugs. This is crazy. This is crazy, man. Y'all too old for this shit. What? Do not fall for this trap. If a woman, listen, you're out on a date and she says you're lame because you don't drink, man. You're like, fuck you, bitch. I mean, listen, I don't got to be reckless with my life. I don't got to be a partier. Okay, I'm boring. (laughs) But women want adventure and they want thugs and they want people that are as reckless with their life. Not all women, but women like this. Women like this want you to be reckless with your life as they are theirs. And then they will tell you that you lame because you ain't reckless with your life. That you're able to make good decisions instead of multiple bad decisions. And then she like, like I'm losing something with a reckless woman like this. And of course, because she gets pregnant, uh, you need to be responsible. But you got pregnant while you was high on coca. You see what I mean? This is crazy. This is nuts, man. But again, guys, I'm just telling you as a man here, do not fall for these people who call you boring and lame. Because you don't want to do drugs and put poison, ingest poison, smoke dope, smoke poison, and then and then and and inhale and swallow poison as a means to have fun. So you just a boring ass nigga. (laughs) Wow, you just a boring ass ninja. Yeah, me too. I like. Yep, and and for. Uh, again, for my brothers, because we get into it for black men. This is a very another big issue. Even white women, you know, white women are luscious. All right. And they be like in the cocoa and chads, uh, a, a common conversation between men uh, between the ages of 18, mostly maybe slightly ahead, 17 and 24 is the hat to the back Chad. All right, or the cool Tyrone. You know, I got the Henny on deck or the hat to the back chat. Oh, we're going to have some fireball and we're going to do this and we're going to mix this. And you think you're not cool because you don't drink. We're going to mix a little bit of this and Sprite and vodka. What's your big, oh, cranberry and Coke. Mm. Forget all that. that. That shit don't make you cool, bro. It don't make you cool because you're you you, you you're not at the party and mixing drinks and oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Don't fall into that. Most guys are nerds and lames and boring. And if you repeat these boring lifestyles, you'll be more successful in the end. Them people are going to burn out. Trust me, I've seen people who live those lives completely burn out, and their kids are cuckoo for Cocoa Puss. Don't fall for this, man. You're going to make better decisions in your life by being boring. Like You don't have to be completely bored, but um, you're not missing anything with these harlots that just want to have fun. Um, And black men tend to, People tend to believe that. I remember, like, if you didn't smoke weed, they're like, what kind of nigga is you? And white people would say, what type of black man are you that you don't smoke weed? And you're like, I just don't smoke it. And like, what's the problem? <laughs> mm. I don't want to do it. Well, why? Guys, you don't have to tell a, a person a reason why you don't want to do something like that. They, they're not owed a reason. Oh, uh, you whack, man. You don't do that. You don't drink Hennessy. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, these people are crazy. Uh, anyway. You're boring-ass ninjas, she called you.
10: Wow. Uh, most of these people don't respect themselves.
0: Thomas Brady. Somebody insinuated this. Right here. Thomas Brady has accepted that Giselle Bundchen's romance with Jiu-Jitsu instructor began years ago. Apparently, there's a link, but I don't like to click links on Twitter but uh, I'm going to just roll with, I guess this is a page six article, but this is another situation here. Men are starting to get it. One thing that I do tell you is that when you um, are in relationships that end, sometimes marriages, most of the time that you break up, you have to face some tough realities. The tough realities is it's not a clean break, meaning that all of the info that you have, It might be clouded by your emotions. You might not want to act like you got disrespected, cheated on, or finessed. And this is quite uh, common of all human behavior. You might want to have believed that you were big enough for a woman to not cheat on you. And uh, you might want to believe that you were the better parent, right? You have all these belief systems that it might take some several years for you to actually uh, figure out. Some things were going on that you didn't want to admit. And this was very, very obvious. It was fairly obvious that uh, what she did was um, she made him feel guilty about going back to football. That was the red flag. That also happened in stories where we share with you with the actor uh, Kevin Costner, where the woman said, hey, you need to come back here with your family. You need to come back here and with your kids, and quit that. You don't need no more money. You don't need no more Super Bowls. Well, what happens is, when she sounded that warning, Tom Brady, it was well known, he, he missed a couple weeks of camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it was like, hey, they're having some problems. The wife is like, come back home. Now, that should have told you she was already cheating on you. That should have told you that she already had another plan. That should have told you that there was somebody else in her ear that should have told you that there was another bull in the ring but sometimes we go no not my wife not my girl and i'm tom brady i'm cga no girl would ever do that well listen guys she's not yours it's just your turn i don't care who you are she never belonged to you anyway it was just your turn and there's nothing that you could have done so tom brady actually fell for it retired went back home, and then four months later came back or several months later came back to football. And everybody's like, he didn't care for his family. He didn't want to drop his kids off the school. He didn't want to do this, but he kept it a buck. He said, I'm not going to blast her right here. He had to deal with the information that he saw. And he saw when he took retired from football and came back, he saw that that bitch was getting fucked by another man. Mm. But he didn't air her ass out. He just went back to football, and everybody's like, he's so selfish. He's going to hurt himself. Giselle cares about him. The reality is she was already getting folded up like a love letter from the second grade by the jujitsu instructor. When we talk about this Jezebel, uh, Fannie Willis, this is the same thing. It happened way before you even want to even acknowledge it. She already emotionally divorced you. Now she's planning her escape. So now he's like, "I gotta accept that this could have been going on for years." Years before in the Fannie May, in the Fannie Willis case, they're trying to establish a sexual relationship that prece- that started uh, two to three years prior than they're admitting. They're saying 2022. They're saying, no, this goes back to 2019." And they're saying, nope, nope, nope nope. what well, you're eventually going to know that they're lying. It started in 2019. They got enough evidence of data to show it. Now, why don't they want this to happen? Because they've committed crimes in a majority of ways, and they're trying to conceal it as to not reveal the conspiracy that they have against this Donald Trump. All right, because if they revealed that it was prior to 2022, they got a lot of crimes and a lot of cleanup. First of all, they lying on the witness stand. Second of all, they have money going back and forth where they can be. I'm going to talk about that later. But in in marriage and divorce and relationships, most of the time when a woman says I want space, when a man starts acting funny, I don't care if it's man or woman. Guys, they already been, by the time you realize it, they already been doing it months ago. It's a matter of are you going to accept it? Are you going to accept it? When a man or a woman starts acting weird and different, you could just say that's when you started to acknowledge that they acted different. They've given you the signs. You got to go back and accept that Tom Brady could have been cheated on for as long as the kids were in jujitsu, right? Mm. And this might be a hard, hard pill to swallow because that could be five years. It could be five years. Like, you're like, damn, my kid's been in jujitsu for five years. And then you start connecting the dots. Oh, shit. Now, here's the thing. This is why I don't take relationships very personal because although they are very interpersonal, most people are in it for self-serving reasons. Even if they say they love you and like you, I can't take them personal because I've seen some men and women get cheated on that you would go, how is this possible? <laughs> right? You're like, how is this possible that this person, this beautiful woman, this Talented man, this man with resources, this woman with the big booty, this woman with the pretty feet, this woman with the big titties, this woman with the gorgeous face, this man with the six foot four legacy, how could they get cheated on? Well, anybody can get cheated on, anybody. In monogamy, anybody can get cheated on, whether the male cheats or the female cheats. So I don't take these situations personally, even in my own failed relationships and, and marriages, I can see and have to acknowledge that shit was, shit, I, lo- I overlooked many signs that today I wouldn't even, even uh, overlook one of them because all of those signs pointed clearly to a pattern of human behavior that was predictable, and the results were going to be predictable based on the previous pattern of human behavior. I overlooked, 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 and then it bit me in the ass. Can't be mad. Can't be mad because anybody can get cheated on out here. Anybody. Anybody can get cheated on. So you guys got to stop taking that personally. And oh, also, you can't control if a person's going to cheat on you. So if you think you can prevent it, control it, well, you're probably going to encourage it by preventing and controlling it. Uh, Specifically, if you're asking about it, male or female, I bet you're cheating and who you with and why you with them and where you're going you're probably going to get cheated on at some point. She's so are going to say, you pushed me into his arms. You gave me no choice. You kept suggesting it, so I did it. Mm. I've learned a long time ago, you can't control what a person does. You can only control what you accept from them. I can control what I accept from you. I can't control what you do. So if that's what you choose to do, I can decide if I'm going to engage with you or continue engaging with you or not. Other than that, I can't control your behavior. I can't mate guard you. Mate guarding is going to develop a sense of insecurity that I don't have time to think about. I don't want to be on my job thinking about what my girl is doing. Okay, and you don't want to be on your job thinking about what your girl is doing because you can be quite distracted by that, especially when you can't leave your job, right? You know, she, you're, you're going to be there for 8, 9, 10 hours, But for the first five, six hours of the day, you worried about, okay, I bet you she cheats on me when I'm at the job. Well, what can you do about it? You're at the job. What are you going to do, leave? Drive home during your break? Well, like that guy says, guy drove home during his break and find out his wife getting the cheeks clapped in their marital bed. He couldn't control it. He couldn't control it. So trying to control it is definitely going to be a situation where. Uh, Somebody said, make guard me, coach. All right, is that a woman? All right, she wants me to make guard her. Nah, I don't make guard women, all right? I have a simple rule dealing with them at my advanced age. My rule is this. When you're with me, I will make you feel like you're the only woman in the world. When you're not with me, I'm with another woman in this world. That's number one, okay? Out of sight, out of mind, bitch. Next time I see you, and I'll let you know when I'm ready to see you, I'll make you feel like the only woman in the world. All right, but trust me, when you're not around me, I'm with some other woman in this world. Number two, when you're with me, that's the only time I'm thinking about you, and that's what times matters. When you're not with me, I don't care what you do, so don't think I'm worried about what you're doing out there. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I let these wild horses run free out here. I ain't trying to make guard you, baby, and baby, if you want to be around me, you must be doing something, baby, you need to be washing off that counter. You need to be unloading the dishwasher. Don't think we're just going to be sitting around having salmon and quinoa and asparagus tips drinking wine every day. That ain't going to happen. So if you want to be around more, you better be of service to me, baby, because you ain't just going to sit up under me, uh, and, and we ain't just going to be sitting up here talking about the same thing, baby. You need to go in there and fold some laundry or do some shit that can benefit me other than this yip yapping. Hey. Mm be of service vacuum clean the stairs that seems to be something i've been thinking about oh boy there's a little bit of lint on the stairs all right you want to be here vacuum the stairs get the dustbuster out do something <laughs> all right anyway can we spend some time hell no we can't spend no time i ain't got no time to spend anyway And by the way, yeah, monogamy is becoming difficult because, yes, there's too many options out here. People can just go and do what they want to do. All right, you know what time it is? It's time for the main event. We here already. Here, ring the bell. All right, this is going to be very, very tough. This is a crime and law, CGA. Subject matter about plantation politics in 2024. We're here. So that means hit the like button. How many people we got watching? We got almost 2.6 thousand people watching between the two channels, plus everybody on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and all of that. We are simulcasting, plus the people watching on the replay, listening via Spotify, Google, or Apple, or Anchor. And all of that in the back of chips. Ahoy, Spotify, send the paperwork for the mega deal. The plantation politics, ladies and gentlemen, what you are seeing and witnessing in the Fannie Willis-Donald Trump saga cannot even be scripted by one Tyler Perry. You're seeing every racial stereotype trope and uh, ran out from the plantation that has been going on in this country for over 400 years. You're seeing it play out right here with you progressive Negroes in the courtrooms of one of the most dysfunctional cities in America, Atlanta, Georgia, formerly the Black Mecca. Now, these Sambos, these Uncle Toms, these Clowns, these Steppin' fetchets, these Sapphires, are out here showing their complete dysfunction and th- they're they're completely incapable of operating with decorum and professionalism. You got a woman out here apparently allegedly getting her cheeks clapped by a man she eventually hires for a damn near $600,000 a year salary, stealing funds and also allegedly connected to a dead Gang leader in the same damn county. You cannot make this up, and not only that, this woman is targeting with her of political aspirations as an elected official to reach the heights of headboard Kamala Hills up Harris. she's trying to target and put a president in prison for political reasons. Now I'm going to try to not get political on this, but complete dysfunction, if you will. Now, let me just iron out all of these stereotypes right now, because you're seeing them. This is not even daytime soap operas can talk about these stereotypes that are being pushed out in front of you today. And you Negroes ain't even aware of this. Plantation politics have not changed since the plantations. You think we've changed since the plantation, the so-called plantation? We have not. All right, so let me me educate you real quick on what you're seeing here. First of all, let me give you the actors in this particular case. Um, people are celebrating these actors. All right, this tells me that the chitlin circuit ain't that far off, man. I mean, it's crazy. All right, so let me give you the actors real quick.
6: Good Good afternoon, all right, you. I got
0: stuff playing in the background. Um, wait a minute. Why don't I have it up? Okay, we're going to give you actor number one, and actor number one is Fainy Willis. All right, let me just go ahead and give you the situation here. And you guys see this on your screen, Fannie Willis. I'm going to just give you the quick rundown here. Fannie Willis is the elected district attorney, former judge, superior judge, I believe, and also attorney. Okay. This woman is an elected official that has risen to great heights due to DEI. That is diversity, equity, and inclusion. She's an educated sister. Listen to this. Independent sister. She's also single. And she's being accused of various crimes and various dysfunction in her political office, namely having affairs with people that she has later hired. And there's been some funds transferred back and forth and so forth and so on. She's exhibited certain qualities that, unfortunately, black women think are great qualities. Mm. You tell them so you go, girl. We're going to talk about that in a minute. This is part of the plantation politics. You don't see this shit. All right, but I'm going to iron it out right quick. Any black women that are celebrating this woman is basically just uh, participating in the plantation politics and uh, Negroism at this point. I mean, it's, it's, it's a public disgrace. I mean, I just slap my head like, you know, what I mean, and cover one eye. All right, that's Fany Willis. The uh, second person is going to be uh, Nathan Wade. I'm going to throw him up on the screen real quick. Nathan Wade is going to be the person who is at the center of uh, of affair allegations. He's previously married, and he's uh, supposedly the hypersexual black man, more or less. This guy right here. All right, he's the Ken Norton. He is the he's the breeder. He's essentially the breeder on the plantation. the 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 buck, the big buck. That is around fornicating, cheating on his wife. All right, the hypersexual black man that basically cannot conquer anything but sex. I'm going to show you that in a minute. All right, he can't conquer anything else. I mean, he's able to establish himself as a lawyer and go through law school. But these these three lawyers are absolutely incompetent. All right, they're absolutely incompetent, unprofessional, and lack decorum and public decency at this particular point. Yes, I'm being judgmental. But this is a hypersexual, hyperdrive, man who cannot keep his salami in his pants, and he's got to bang everything And the Jezebel as presented by Miss Fannie Willis. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, she's three stereotypes in one. This gentleman right here uh, basically is going to be the fall guy of the case. He's going to be the one that they lay the blame, the big buck that cannot have any sexual discipline, right? Because of his divorce and his affairs that have lasted way longer than they want to admit, okay? Yeah, Pookie. He's a Pookie attorney, right? He's a Pookie attorney, all right? And his Pookie behaviors are being revealed right now. All right, what's happening is um, he's going to be the fall guy from the entire case. All right, and so the last cast of characters is going to be this gentleman right here on the cast right here, uh, Mr. Step and Fetch it himself complete incompetent, probably the worst attorney living right now and breathing, completely overweight. He can barely pronounce words, pronounce, pronounce He can barely pronounce words. You would actually have to ask how he passed the Bauer exam. All right, how? And how this ninja would be out here, the, the mouth running, can't keep a secret ass attorney. He goes by the name of uh, Terrence Bradley. Yes, he can't mm-hmm. pronounce the eight words. All right, Terrence Bradley. I mean, when you hear some of his testimony, we're not going to listen to all of it. But this ninja up here, armpits like a damn pool of water. He's dripping and sweating Crisco grease on the stand. He getting cooked like a ballpark Frank right there on the stand. And he's out there running his mouth to people who shouldn't be running his mouth to. And he basically is going to break the case for these people in this plantation politics episode. Now, step and fetch it right here and step and fetch it. Let me give you these. Let me give you these stereotypes here. All right, I'll start off with Steppen Fetchit. All right, Steppen Fetchit stereotype is characterized as or epitomizes a black stereotype of a shiftless, lazy servant of low intelligence, okay? Um it's a racial stereotype of a com- a common a, com- a comedian named Steppen Fetchit, and then they eventually had a character Steppen and Fetchit. All right, but um it's a shiftly lazy servant, which that guy is a servant. He's a he's an officer of the court of seemingly low intelligence, who can't remember very, very easy details that he actually admitted to um, uh, texting. Incompetence beyond belief. Incompetence beyond belief. All right, the incompetence of that individual, you can't even, I I can't even understand it. I can't even understand it, why anybody would hire this guy as an attorney. All right, but uh, here we go right here. We have caricatures, the three caricatures. Do you guys remember I did an episode of the three caricatures, stereotypes of black women? Unfortunately, these stereotypes have persisted and existed since the plantation. And now these three individuals, these three unprofessional individuals are being played against each other like a fool. Nobody will see this coming. Now, the results of this, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you what the results are going to be. Uh, the judge in this case is completely incompetent himself all right, inexperienced, and he's letting a lot of things go where he can nip this in the bud, but this could simply still go Fannie Willis's way, but her credibility is wrecked. What are the three stereotypes that black women have? And I'm gonna show you how this plantation politics has persisted in our culture as when things get politically hot, they drag out these pickaninnies to display all of the stereotypes that nobody can figure out uh, uh, uh it's pushed They're pushing this on you, acting as this. This is eighteen and fifty right now, eighteen and fifty. Number one, the three stereotypes are going to be the mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. The mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. These are three caricatures that have been that have been existing in our culture for a long time. Now, if you don't think Fanny Willis is all three of these women wrapped in one. You're out of your mind. And these caricatures have existed since the plantation all the way into the Aunt Jemima, all the way into uh, the Gone with the Wind, all the way into the exploitation films, all the way into a Cookie um, on that uh, empire. And people keep cheering this shit on. Let's educate you real quick. Let's educate you real quick. Play the video. How prepared is your family if a wildfire shows up at your (laughs) (laughs) doorstep? Oh, they gave me an advert. Okay. The Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. The Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. All right. So um, here we go right here. Is this 30-second advert? Okay. Get off my damn screen. We don't want no damn. Ready.gov. Okay. It's stereotyping black women in media. This used to be done in movies, films, videos, rap videos, music videos, and all this shit, in books. Uh, But today it's done in political theater. All right, so here we go right here. Yes, Lord,
4: got to get out. The Mammy.
8: You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it.
4: The Jazebel.
1: Shut it up. You are such a big baby.
4: And the Sapphire. Submissive, sexy, sassy. Three stereotypes of black women that return to our screens over and
0: over again. All right, did you hear that? Did you hear that? The submissive, the sexy... And the, what was the last one? The Sapphire? It returns to your screen over and over again. Now, the Negro population seems to be deaf, dumb, and blind. They seem to fall for this every week. New TV show has the same character, the Sapphire. Okay? Now, when Fainy Willis jumped up on the stand and she brushed in there with her dress on backwards, and she starts snapping at everybody, everybody was like, you go, girl. And she was the damn Sapphire. Not only that, she has now been portrayed as the Jezebel. Because her sexual history is now just being pushed out there. Then she wanted to be sympathetic and say, oh, I'm just a poor old black woman trying to do my job. And I was scared because people were outside the Ku Klux Klan was out there with, with with pitchforks and um and 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 uh and Bernie Cross. So I'm the sympathetic mammy. I'm just a submissive woman that just wanted to be voted in and do my political agenda. She literally is all three of these wrapped in one, and nobody can see it other than CGA. Nobody else is calling this out other than old CGA. Now, you're going to be like, man, you reaching, coach. You reaching. She basically pushed all of them when she jumped up on the uh, stair with her dress backwards. Completely incompetent. Can't even put her on her dress. She can't put her on her dress in the right order. Okay. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. <laughs> but let me go ahead and play the video here just so you can see it.
5: The mammy is probably the most familiar to people. It's usually a maid, heavy, taking care of the family. You is
7: smart, you is important.
5: She is asexual, she doesn't have really a life of her own. She's really only there to support the
0: family. Yep, so so she goes out there, I'm just this and I'm just the DA and all of this stuff and I support my family. My daddy came in there and we keep $10,000 in cash and I'm doing my job and I'm a public servant and I'm trying to take down Trump. Just, yeah, yeah. that's how she tried to portray herself. But underneath that was the Sapphire and the Jezebel, which was revealed later. Here we go.
7: Probably one of the most famous examples is Mammy from Gone with the Wind.
4: Just hold on and suck it.
7: Somebody who is always seeking out to put aside her own desires, her own needs for white families, white men, white women, white children.
1: Meat, Sugar here.
0: By the way, she's also playing the Mammy for the Democratic Party. She's also playing the mammy for the Democratic Party, all right? We's going to get Donald Trump, and you's going to go out there, and you's going to go out there and go get him, all right? And she's taking her money, and she's putting her everything on the line, her entire family, safety, security, all her, head, her, her, her professionalism on the side for the Democratic pe- uh, family. Going out there and get old President Trump. All right, here we go. Ilf, sexiest, deadliest chicken town. <laughs> The
5: second stereotype is the Jezebel, and that's someone who is generally over sex. Is mysterious. Her only power is in her body and in the influence she has over men. And then finally, the uh,
0: Sapphire character. Before we get to the Sapphire, uh, what is her only ability? Let's go back. Let's go back. Her only ability is what? Children.
1: Meet Sugar
7: Hill, sexiest, deadliest chicken town. <laughs>
5: The second stereotype is the Jezebel, and that's someone who is generally oversexed. Is mysterious. Her only power is in her body and in the
0: influence she has over men. I, her only power is her body and influence over men, a.k.a. Let's go back to this woman here. Where's my picture? There she is right there. So she, she, she managed to get to district attorney, but now we're unfolding it, and her only power connected to the men in her life is her body. We're going to get to that. This is not even allegations anymore. You have, you have the, you have the uh, this ninja right here. And then you also have the gentleman who is supposedly the dead gang member. I can't remember his name. These nuts or big nuts, pause, whatever his name is. He supposedly has a relationship with her as she is a judge. This is alleged. But the streets are talking and saying this is true. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it in mainstream media. But they're saying it is true that this woman who has been educated, a public servant, elected official, is at this and time overlapping the Sapphire and the Jezebel at the same time with street ninjas as she's putting ninjas in jail. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Let's continue. What was his name? Big Nuts. Uh, what? Okay, let's give you the last stereotype.
5: Obtainable. And then finally, the Sapphire character. I think that's seen in TV more often than anything else.
4: Get some Kleenex, wipe your nose, cause it ain't that damn sad.
5: The Sapphire is usually sharp-tongued, manipulative woman who emasculates her husband. <laughs>
7: was actually a character called sapphire stevens on um, the amazon andy show and i guess you think you could cook clean and get along just fine all by yourself i do. the representation of the angry black woman and that's kind of metamorphosized to today where we just have sassy angry black women who doesn't take anything from anybody
0: all right so when did we see that let's go back remember when she jumped on the stand and she was like I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I was sitting back there in Maya's office, and I was watching these proceedings, and she jumped up on there, dressed backwards, which is complete incompetence. Then she jumps up there, and she's waving her finger. She's doing this, and I ain't doing this. And everybody was like, yeah, you go, girl. And then she jumped up there. Well, I don't want to emasculate a black man, a.k.a. the Sapphire, when she was like, well, uh, the only thing he see a woman good for is to make a sandwich. Remember she was talking all this shit? Remember that? And I don't want to speak for him. She literally did that in real time, which these are critical stereotypes that tend to play out in plantation politics today because we uplift these stereotypes. When I get to black men, yes, I'm going to talk about you, too. All right. And I'm in it, too. But we uplift these stereotypes. Every TV show has a sapphire starting back from amos and andy all the way to the jeffersons all the way to martin all the way to everybody loves chris it always has this Nell carter it doesn't matter Nell carter was a mammy and a sci-fi wrapped up in the one but the sad part is black people uplift these stereotypes now we like it now it's a part of our humor cookie uh what's that woman taraji p henson That tends to always play a Sapphire. I know she's played other characters. She tends to always play a Sapphire. And everybody loves it. Oh, Cookie told him this week. Cookie told him. Now, you can't even get people to watch a movie or a TV show with these characters. Because it's unbelievable. But they put out a real one right in front of you. Mm. They put out a real one right in front of you. And they do this all the time. Watch this. Plantation politics in 2024 ain't a damn thing changed. The Jezebel stereotype, the black feminist, right here. The image of the Jezebel originated under slavery. The Jezebel whore or hoochie, aka bedwinch, is central in the nexus of controlling image of black womanhood. So she's now the Jezebel. Jezebel functions was to regulate all black women to the category of sexually aggressive women, thus providing a powerful rationale for the widespread sexual assaults by white men, typically reported by black slave women. Okay. The Jezebel stereotype portrays black women as sexually promiscuous. We've, we're seeing this in, in Fannie in a variety of ways. In fact, the whole case is, the whole case hinges on her promiscuity. And controlling of black men and black women right here and white men uh, reportedly Donald Donald Trump. It says right here, the stereotype leads to the societal belief that black women need various forms of social control, including restricted access to reproductive care. Historically, the stereotype helped justify a wide ranges of abuses. Against black bodies, including rape and lynching, the stereotype lives on in modern forms of hip hop characters, caricatures of black women that they're all doing with BBLs. Not all of them. Uh, a lot of them are doing with the BBL, and then the whole the gold digger. Black feminists across a wide ranges of academic disciplines have discussed the Jezebel stereotype in ways it affects black women. Okay, so then they become a victim of it. Well, you're slut shaming her. Right, It's empowering now. The BBL, Instagram modeling, OnlyFans. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> I, I thought I was showing something else. All right, but there she is right there. I was showing my feet puller, picture collection. Let's go back. Let's go back because I, mean, I, I got to give y'all this. There was a movie called The Color Purple. The Color Purple. In this movie, they had three female characters that were pretty much the lead. They were the central characters in the movie. All three of those characters represented All three of these stereotypes, the Jezebel, the Mammy and the Sapphire. So even in the 80s, and this movie has now been reproduced in 2024, politics, plantation politics and these stereotypes have been used. Even when you see an Infani who was all three wrapped in one, she played all three on the witness stand. You see this today. So in this this movie, The Color Purple, this woman is named, uh, give me a second here. Sister, you men been on, on my mind. Anybody know that character's name? I sing that song all the time. That car- character's name is Suge Avery. Suge Avery is described as a bold, daring, vivacious, and free spirit. In the new episode, uh, the new Color Purple, she was also a uh, lesbian, uh, potentially lesbian or LGTBQ, whatever they call it. Her real name is uh, Lily, but because of her sweet personality, she's called Suge. All right, she's a blues singer, confident, flamboyant, and independent. Right here, and she came from a structured family, two-parent household, and she rebelled, ran off from her father, minister father, a.k.a. the church girl, so forth and so on. Okay, so what character in our teachings, what character does Suge Avery represent? Let's see if you guys got it. Out of the three stereotypes, which you guys, your people were the ones that were flocking to these movies. It's not enough that you want to end these stereotypes and give us good, standard, professional, highly um, intelligent, not incompetent people that can address themselves and act in a professional manner, which is almost difficult for anybody. But in the movie, she represents the Jezebel. She represents the Jezebel, the free spirit. All right. And she's a likable character, just like, you know, prostitutes are likable. All right. They are likable. And you sometimes feel sorry for her at one point, but she's brash and flamboyant. We've seen people doing this on the Internet today. She's the she's the Jezebel. All right, um, right. Let's go to the next character, which is going to be uh, Miss Sealy. Miss Sealy. Miss Sealy is the abuse victim, the submissive. The person that doesn't rec- recognize who she is, who people are trying to get to come out of her shell, the Jezebel a Suge Avery is trying to get her to come out of her um insecure, insecure nature that sometimes I guess is attributed uh from her abusive background, which in this case, Celie is said to be um a survivor. Survivor of abuse, survives a stepfather right here. She also begins as a 14-year-old here. She's a victim of abuse. She seems to be a victim, passive, submissive. She represents the mammy. Okay, she's the mammy. Remember, the mammy is relatable. She She does for others. She's sensitive, right? Relatable. She's the mammy in the character, in the book. Or in the movie. She's the mammy. She's even dressed like the mammy. Okay. She looks after others. She even accepts abuse. She's trying to feed everybody. She's the mammy. The last one is going to be the character. Uh, otherwise known as. Give me a second here. <laughs> give me another. Because I, I can't remember names. You don't know with names. The incompetence. Sophia. Sophia. Strong. A strong woman who can stand up for herself. She comes from a large family where she had to fight gender subjugation from her father. She was fierce, large. She refuses to submit to whites, men, or anyone else who tries to put her in her place. She's not intimidated by men. She's confident. All right, let's show you a picture of her, and that is Sophia. What character does she represent? She represents the third one, and we did not, we did not, out of the three, process of elimination, Sophia is the Sapphire. Okay, so going back, you don't realize that these plantation politics still persist into this day. You're seeing this in this case today. You're seeing this in this case. Okay, so uh, there she is right there. She's the Sapphire. Let's go back to Faney. You saw her, you saw her do all three of these, uh, All three of these stereotypes wrapped in one. Wrapped in one. She was a sympathetic servant. Then she was the sapphire. I don't submit to nobody and I don't tell me, you don't tell me what to do. Then she ended up being the Jezebel at the end because of her sexual deviancy is coming back to haunt her. They're trying to connect the entire case to her Jezebel behavior. Yes. In the Bible, the Jezebel represented the woman who was associated with the king through marriage, King Ahab, and she used her power to abuse others. And that abuse, it wasn't the sexual promiscuity, but it was the abuse of others through power that made people dislike her. And when she jumped up there, everybody was like, oh, you go girl. Yep. She sure told them AKA celebrated the Sapphire. We're going to have to uh, roll this shit back for y'all. This is too heavy for y'all. I know this is too heavy for y'all, but this is why you are not progressing the way you people want to progress. Hey,
8: you tell me who you want done and I'll do the hell out of it.
0: The Jezebel,
8: Shut it up.
1: You are such a big baby.
4: And the Sapphire. Submissive, sexy, sassy. Three stereotypes of black women that return to our screens
1: over and over again.
5: The Mammy is probably the most familiar to people. It's usually a maid, heavy, taking care of the family. You is kind, you is smart, you is
10: important.
5: She is asexual. She doesn't have really a life of her
7: own. She's really only there to support the family. And probably one of the most famous examples is Mammy from Gone with the Wind. Just hold on and suck in. Somebody who is always seeking out to put aside her own desires, her own needs for white families, white men, white women, white children. Meet Sugar Hill, sexiest, deadliest chicken town.
5: The second stereotype is the Jezebel and that's someone who is generally oversexed. Is mysterious. Her only power is in her body and in the influence she has over men. Unattainable. And then finally, the Sapphire character, I think that's seen in TV more often than anything else.
1: Get some Kleenex, wipe
4: your nose, cause it ain't that damn sad.
0: Yeah, the Sapphire. You see, I bookended that, So so you can see it, so I can hammer the point home. Why are we celebrating these morons? Why are we celebrating? Why do you see people celebrating Fannie Willis? She is the epitome of incompetence. She is the epitome of corruption. Yes, uh, Donald Trump. Yes, we, we already know that. We already know that. But she is the epitome of all three of these stereotypes wrapped in one. She's the epitome of everything that you don't want your kids to be. She's that. And even the dad went up there with his Sambo ass and went up there and tap danced and shuffled for his own daughter.
7: I can do some shuffling too. Look oh, up, man. What, what you gonna, gonna do? do. My is coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: See, this gives me great pause to believe that we can actually be leaders of ourselves. Because these are the people who we uplift. And then we wonder why there's bullshit going on in the background. So you're acting like there's going to be this utopia of black leadership, but yet these are the black leaders that you uplift. This prop, this woman probably jailed more black men for no reason and also at the same time becoming mammy for the Democratic Party and out here being a complete sapphire and and unprofessional Jezebel. I don't understand how you celebrate it. It's, it's, it's awkward to me. But again, you know, people in the American South, you do some funny shit. <laughs> Y'all do some funny shit to try to keep your position. Uh, but here we go right here. Let's show you this. Has this been done before? Oh, yes. It's been done in my lifetime before. This has been done in my lifetime before. Political theater, because of white folk politics, they got to make you you people out to be plantation politics, right? Uh, You guys know what I mean here. Now, can you guys, I'm going to see if you can be with me here. Get with me here. Has this been done before? Has this particular political theater Have been done before with either a mammy, sapphire, or jezebel, or perceived jezebel, mammy, or sapphire, and a hypersexual male in political theater. Political theater for American, a.k.a. white America. Has this been done before in recent time? Because I'm going to show you, plantation politics ain't changed. Ain't nothing changed but the
10: date. Okay? Has this been done before? And
0: if it has, What was the issue? Name the issue. And this is in current times, you guys. This is in what people call current times. We're going to teach you today. Somebody said the Clintons.
10: Somebody said, I'm a student. I want to learn.
0: Yeah, there we go. Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. So now you got two plantation uh, you got two plantation slaves coming out here. Now they can't. They, they're, they're completely supposedly both incompetent. She's completely incompetent. She's portraying the mammy. Also, there's a hint of Jezebel in there. She's trying to completely withdraw from the Jezebel. I'm no Jezebel. She's absent the sapphire, and now she's gonna jump up there and say, "I could not control this man. This man was hypersexual and blah blah blah." And here we go. And somebody said Brett Kavanaugh, Bill Clinton, but let's just keep it on the the, the, the plantation. Let's just keep it on the plantation. So let me show you this. So because the American political system wanted to put Clarence Thomas in the Supreme Court seat for a lifetime employment, there's another political uh, force that did not want that. They were like, no, we don't want that. Because he's not going to do his bidding. He's an Uncle Tom. He's working for the master, who was at that point the Republicans. And then Jim Crow Joe said, we don't want that Negro up there. So what did they do? They brought Mammy out. They brought Jezebel out. They brought Anita Hill. And then they put that shit all on political theater. <laughs> and pooky-ass Clarence Thomas running around here, allegedly talking about his junk and putting pubic hairs on Coke cans. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, watch this. Here we go right here.
9: At the Department of Education, my working relationship with Judge Thomas was positive. I had a good deal of responsibility and independence. I thought he respected my work and that he trusted my judgment. After approximately three months of working there, he asked me to go out socially with him. What happened next and telling the world about it, are the two most difficult things, experiences of my life. It is only after a great deal of agonizing consideration and sleepless number, great number of sleepless nights, that I am able to talk of these unpleasant matters to anyone but my close friends. I decline the invitation to go out socially with him.
0: So she's doing the mammy. She doing the mammy, the complete ignorant, aloof, I don't know. This is complete incompetence for an educated woman to not know. I, I, can't, I can't defend myself. She basically doing this right here. This is what she doing. This is what she doing. I had experienced all this abuse, and I couldn't figure it out. You were so educated and so independent. She mentioned independent, a.k.a. She mentioned independence, the, the, the sapphire. But you were so much of a mammy. You couldn't figure out how to get this big old, powerful, strong, hypersexual ass aggressive man off of you. Like this is, dude, it's pathetic, bruh. It's pathetic.
9: And explain to him that I thought it would jeopardize what at the time I considered to be a very good working relationship. I had a normal social life with other men outside of the office. I believe then as now that having a social relationship with a person who was supervising my work would be ill-advised.
10: Oh, jeez.
9: I was very uncomfortable with the idea and told him so. I thought that by saying no and explaining my reasons, my employer would abandon his social suggestions. However, to my regret, in the following few weeks, he continued to ask me out on several occasions. He pressed me to justify my reasons for saying no to him. These incidents took place in his office or mine. They were in the form of private conversations, which not would not have been overheard by anyone else.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So listen, listen, listen. What year was this? If you know, what year was this? Um, uh, and I know the year, but I want you to figure out what year it is. This woman's like, uh, it was private conversation. And she's acting like I wasn't a part of it. I was he was just abusing me. I was just trying to come to work. She's trying to knock the Jezebel out of there. I wasn't a Jezebel. I was a hypersexual. He was just keep he kept just talking to me about it and talking to me about it. <laughs> like what? Again, this is all the plantation politics. Now they pit the Negroes against the Negroes. All for political theater. Okay, and that's what that's what you're seeing between Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis, and that incompetent ass Terrence, whatever his name is. Yeah, the year was, I believe, 1991. This is 1991. Uh, It was the turn of 1989, 1991. So this is going into the early 90s. Okay, 1991. Uh, Oh, there it is on the screen. (laughs) All It's on the screen right there. Yeah, I was in high school at the time.
9: My working relationship became even more strained. When Judge Thomas began to use work situations to discuss sex. On these occasions, he would call me into his office for reports on education issues and projects, or he might suggest that because of the time pressures of his schedule, we go to lunch to a government cafeteria. After a brief discussion of work, he would turn the conversation to a discussion of sexual matters. His conversations were very vivid.
0: Now, again, let me stop it right here, because what you're seeing is when I tell you, because brothers was trying to say yesterday, black people was together back in the day. And when they was on the plantation, they was back together. And I'm like, no, they weren't. This is why this is why you don't have a sense of black people trying to get free, because they just you had this one against the other for the masses issues when it was time for the masses to have something. He'd go down there. What's going on down here? All right. Come here, Mammy. Come here, Jezebel. Come here, Sapphire. What's going out there? And his shuffle is, at, right? Th- this is what you're getting. This is where you're getting. And then you have a division of the people. And then when it's time to drag out and, and lay victim to somebody, Fannie Willis is not going to take that L. You know who's going to take the L? Nathan Wade. Mm. That's who's about to take that L. He's about to be the new the new ninja that's going to get drugged. Fannie Willis ain't going to take that L. He's going to go down, too. So that's plantation politics, 101. You're hearing it here. Uh, Let's do the bidding. Uh, Let's pay you some money, make you out to be the victim. You come out here, be sympathetic. You come out here and say, and then boom. This is modern day, uh, uh, modern day lynching of uh, personalities. Ain't a damn thing change, y'all.
9: He spoke about acts that he had seen in pornographic films involving such matters as women having sex with animals, and films showing group sex or rape scenes. He talked about pornographic materials depicting individuals with large penises Ah. or large breasts involved in various sex acts.
0: This woman acted like she never heard of anything like that. I've never heard of anything like this. He took me out to lunch and he talked about women with large breasts. Women having sex with animals. This woman, there was a whole white woman talking about that on, just recently on my show. Where's that woman at? All right. Uh, where's that woman at? Talking about doing it. Okay. I, and there she is right there. This woman. Here we go. She was just talking about doing that. She was like, what? She clutched her pearls. Oh, my. What? Oh, I'm just have, trying to have lunch out here. How dare you? I'm just trying to do my job.
9: <laughs> on several occasions. Thomas told me graphically of his own sexual prowess.
0: Jesus. We are going to talk about that next. Because
9: I was extremely uncomfortable talking about sex with him at all, and particularly (laughs) in such a graphic way. Oh, no. I told him that I did not want to talk about these subjects.
4: Oh, the humanity.
0: She stood up for herself. Yeah. I told her I don't want to talk about this. Man, come on, man. A.K.A. She said, I'm a mammy. All right. That's basically what she done done there. I just don't know. I don't know. We should be talking about this, sir. Huh? All right, mister. Mister, why are you talking about this? Mister, why are you putting pubic hair, pubic hair on my Coke can? Mister. All right, and he said, I got that daddy long stroke. Now, let's talk about you ninjas out here because we got to clear out what's happening to the gentleman here. All right, so we got Step and Fetch It, which is going to be Step and Fetch It. S- shiftless, <laughs> lazy servant, low intelligence. That's going to be this guy. All right, he's going to play that character today. And yes, he's playing the character. All right, and so what about Nathan Wade? Look at this bit of research right here, Nathan Wade. So in this case, what they're trying to do to connect the dots, and I may get into the legal part of this, they're trying to connect the dots between the affair between Nathan Wade and this woman. Essentially, if they can say, you know, the Trump's team can prove that they had this affair prior to them being appointed the case, which was in 2022, I mean, 2021. All right, prior to the point where Fannie, Right here, hired Nathan. If they can prove that that happened beforehand, they can prove a lot of potential crimes and corruption, and they can throw them off the case. Not only that, they can prove that three of these Negroes was up there lying and shuffling like it was the damn, uh, <laughs> like it was the 1950s or the 1940s. They up here lying on the stand. They could possibly face some jail time, which I don't think they will. But they have admitted to several crimes in order to keep themselves on the case so that the case doesn't get dismissed and Mammy Faney doesn't do the job, the bidding of master. Oh, by the way, did you see Jim Crow Joe up there? I got to get to the men here in a minute. Pause. But uh, did you see Joe? There go Joe right there. There go Joe right there. There go your boy. They're your president. This ninja bit at it. In doing this plantation politics, they go Jim Crow Joe right there. Hmm. You don't think he knew a thing or two? This is in 1991. He got into the presidency, damn near 30 plus years later. You don't think he knows how this works? He's been done seeing a couple things in his life. Okay. You know he knows how plantation politics works. He knows how this works. And there's another great film that I would probably suggest that you watch to so you so you can see how in tune these people are and how they act like they don't even know. And this is weird. They know what's going on. There's Massa right there. Look how Massa looking over y'all. Look how Massa looking over y'all. Mr. You Ain't Black, yes. Y'all talking about Orange Man Bad. Massa up there, get him, lynch him, lynch him. Tell him, Mammy, tell him what old big old Buck was out there doing with you. He was doing what with you? Tell him, Massa Joe. All right, uh, here we go right here. Read this article right here. Uh, I'm going to read this. I'm not going to read the entire thing. This is apparently by a gentleman at Cal State Northridge, and he says, Sexual Healing, How Racialized Black Men Use Sex to Cope with Stress, Loss, and Separation. Oh, man, that title was crazy. Sexual Healing. How racialized black males, he didn't say men, he said males, use sex to cope with stress, loss, and separation. While the behaviors of black males are widely studied and often pathologized, their internal subjective experiences are frequently absent from contemporary research. All right? They're going to utilize methodologies and studies to focus on sexuality as a coping strategy. Within the context of loss, separation, and stress. Woo! My goodness. My
10: goodness. Oh boy.
0: This is interesting. And then when you think about the racial stereotypes of black men, sexual prowler, I got the big pipe, I lay good pipe, I got I got hoes. I'm a pimp. I'm a player. I got game. I got the mouthpiece. And at the same time, guess what's happening? These men are also saying they're the victim. They didn't have a daddy. Gerrymandering. Redlining. Uh, in a in a manner of sense here, it says, look, these men can't be dominant elsewhere, but they can dominate the bedroom. You're a victim. You can't, but when it comes to pussy, when it comes to women, plantation politics, mm. we poor. we can't get ahead. The man got us down by our neck. We can't get IDs to vote, but when it comes to laying that pipe, plantation politics. Now we all engage in this. We all engage in this, including myself. Yes priorities out of whack we can't get ahead in life but we can sure fuck and it's coming from according to this person here they're exploring they're not they're not stating they're exploring could this be a result of their the 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 dominant sexual stereotype of men black men in particular, the pimp the play is this because this is the only place they can dominate they can dominate the bedroom. Now, let's take it back. Where does this exist in this case? Right here. Mm. Right here. This is where it's at. So, this man was making $30,000, dollars $90,000 a year. All of a sudden, his salary jumps up to six hundred dollars and some odd thousand dollars a year, all because Buck, Pookie, Slade, Faney, the Mammy stereotype, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. His income jumps up $600,000 because of his sexual prowess. And now they're examining his sexual prowess all the way back until 2019. How many times did you pipe fanny? Did she like it? Did she cream on your sausage? What did she do? Did you do what time did you go over there? Did you blow her back out? What position did you breed her? Did you bust inside of her? This ninja, the modern-day Mandingo. Plantation politics. Mm. The stereotype. Come on here, Buck. Breed this mammy. We need to breed this mammy. How long we gonna breed this mammy? You gonna breed this mammy? You gonna breed this Jezebel? This Jezebel out here acting up. Um, she was your supervisor, right? She was your superior, right? But you kept, kept her in check with that sausage, huh? You blew her back out.
10: Plantation politics. Let,
0: let let me show you this. Let me show you this. You used your sexual powers to get to a six hundred thousand dollar a year salary. Yes, you did. <laughs> Somebody says the ruckus. That's me. All right, here we go. Right here, he says, and he's playing that character. Current time, he says, uh, referring to black people as y'all, while he recites rap verses and R and B lyrics every show. Yes. Uncle Ruckus is a character. Uncle Ruckus is a character that nobody does anything about because you don't have the power to. So Uncle Tom and Ruckus is a character that offends black folks. And they use that as a weapon while declining the fact they recognize that they're Sambos and that, they're, um, and that they are Sapphires. You continue to uplift the worst characters, and then you take characters that, are, that you can't touch. You can't do anything about. They continue to just ride roughshod all over you powerless Negroes while you lay pipe and run game. And then Uncle Tom's and Ruckus seem to in, keep winning in life. What's wrong with this picture? You don't got no smoke for Mammy. You don't got no smoke for the Sapphire. And a matter of fact, you can't control the Sapphire. Unless she's in the bed cocking her legs, wiping open. All right. But you always talk about ruckuses and Uncle Tom's and ain't never a hair been harmed on a ruckus or a Uncle Tom. You seem to not be able to keep Uncle Tom's and ruckus in check, but to, to continue to throw these labels on the men who are trying to leave the plantation. Who want to leave the plantation while you engage in the plantation politics? You powerless Negroes only got Johnson between your legs and words. When are you going to have power to do something with these words? When are you going to have power to do something? You're watching the plantation play out in front of you and all you can do is come out with plantation terms to belittle a man that is trying to awaken you. I'm trying to awaken you to the fact that your women are just acting as plantation servants, but you want to talk about ruckus and uncle Tom. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. You're buffoons. You're step and fetch it. You're modern day plantation slaves. More more or less incompetent servants. You're bucks at
10: best. Watching your
0: women operate like this, but you want to talk about me as if I'm the problem. You ain't gonna harm a hair on this chinny chin chin anytime soon because you don't got the power to. <laughs> you slave ass ninjas running here, and you got this political theory running out here, and you want to call everybody else's name. Are you mad? I came in with my data. I came in with my information. I came in with my damn slides. And all you got are bucks at best.
10: Powerless bucks. Powerless.
0: And I knew you were going to say it, so I was ready for you. I knew you were going to say it, so I was ready for it. Check this out. Check this out. This dude up here. Look at this guy. Who is he?
10: Mm. Look at this.
0: This guy's allegedly an attorney. But now he's the linchpin. He's the link between when the buck and the mammy or the buck and the sapphire got it on. He's the the one that's going to connect the dots. And then when they put his ass up there with his own words, his own text messages, guess what?
7: I can do some shuffling too. Look oh, out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! it's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah,
0: man! Let's show you. We're gonna show you in real
2: time of magistrate court versus. I mean, you you said it was magistrate court, municipal match. I mean, you said uh, magistrate, court, magistrate court conference. I'm sorry. Um, and then you asked another question I said no municipal court
0: nothing else
6: I'm referring to a different um, conversation. I asked you, do you think it started before she hired him?
0: And I'm going to object, this was covered uh, in the previous hearing, where um, Mr. Bradley said he had no personal knowledge of the exact text that Ms. Virgin is speaking of and actually used uh, in in an attempt to refresh his recollection. And he explained exactly um, what he's explaining before the court. So this is uh, repetitive and unnecessary. And so I would object to ask and answer in relevance.
6: Uh, perhaps we'll get there, but I think first, Ms. Merchant has the right to draw his attention to
0: the exact, potentially inconsistent statement.
6: Thank you, Judge. Um, approach
0: him. So we'll, okay, This is the text can so,
6: so,
0: so. Here we go. So he about to use his own words? Come on. Where's she Mr. at? Where that Viking likely, woman at? Uh, I believe, Ms. Merchant, you tendered was it the entire text chain as an exhibit.
6: Um, I only tendered a few of the texts, but I did give the state their co- their courtesy copies last time um,
10: of the exhibits. was this one tendered.
6: This one was not tendered.
0: So I, I want you to look at the optics. I think this the, the the stenographer might be a mulatto black woman. You got a white man over here. He's the master. OK, you got the you got the plantation owner or whoever she is right here. The white one. Hey, it, it, look at the optics. There's no difference. This would have happened in 1850. It would have happened in 1991. It would have happened. Let's go back here. 1991 and 2024. Mm. Brothers, are y'all not seeing this? I know you don't like to see things my way. I know you want to argue me. Guys, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. This is the same plantation politics of yesterday. Yesterday. And they keep running on you with the same characters, the same story. Sex, hypersexuality, corruption, lying, accusations, one against another. You're pitting one against the other. Man against female. Black man against black female. Same story. Same story. Just a different day on the calendar. Hmm. All right. Let me let me let me play this clip right here of the brother here. Good afternoon.
6: Good to see you. Sorry, under these circumstances, um, I'm going to just go straight to where we left off before. Tommy Wells is anything Wade were in a romantic relationship, correct? Correct. And um, it began at the time that they were both municipal court judges, correct?
0: I, Objection,
10: Your Honor,
5: based
6: on privilege.
0: Overruled. Okay, overruled. I do not have knowledge of it starting um, or when it started. Uh, no, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um.
10: um, Terrence, you told me that it started when they were both municipal court judges, though. Correct? That is incorrect. Um, you never
6: confirmed in writing that it was instead of magistrate court, it was in municipal court ju- when they were, started dating.
2: If you're speaking of the text message, you can go to that text message and you can read that text message, and
0: I will explain the text message to you. But you and I did not have a conversation about when it started. You asked. A compound question of magistrate court versus—I mean, you—you you said it was magistrate court municipal. Magistrate, I mean, you said uh, magistrate court conference. I'm sorry. Yeah, he' nervous. He's sweating. Watch, he's sweating Crisco grease. He's sweating Crisco grease. Here we go, right here. Hold on for a second. Is this is the point. Why? Look at him. Yeah, look, look at the judge. Look at Massa up here. Look at Massa. Mm. <laughs> so I said, my cousin, look at Massa. I apologize.
6: Um, When did
10: you first get knowledge? I'm not qualifying what type of knowledge. I'm just asking when you first knew about the relationship. I don't know how to answer that.
0: I'll be your Sambo. I'll be your Uncle Ruckus. I'll be your Uncle Tom. I'll be your Uncle Tom. I'll be that. I just see this happening, and as a person that likes history, I'm just telling you, man, we haven't come that far. Haven't come that far. He's a, he's stepping fetch it now. He a buffoon. Now he's up there. He don't know. Now he knows because the text messages and showed it. Right, the text messages are clearly shown what he knows. He was willing to tell that woman, the Viking broad, that they started banging in 2019. In fact, the text, the, they did a private investigation on him, uh, not on him. Uh, they did a private investigation on these details, and they say that the cell phone data, and, and, and this is, let me let me continue. The cell phone data puts Nathan Wade at Fanny and Fannie Willis together in 2019. Sex, it, they don't know if it's sexual, though, but they got him at late night hours. 12 midnight, 4 a.m. They got Faney texting him, did you get home safe? Now, this doesn't say they were together sexually because there's no proof of that. But there are saying between those two that they didn't engage in sex until 2022. But they clearly got them together prior to that. They they got them. They got them. But of course, Ninjas is going to defend anything. And this is my problem with y'all. Hey, man, y'all gonna defend this? I, I can't do nothing for y'all. Y'all gonna defend this? You can't do nothing for y'all. What is your purpose of defending this? Must be political. Must be you have a political uh a reason why I can't I can't help you there. I can't help you there if that's where you're leaning here. But the case, the facts are obvious. They got him leaving, and then here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. She's now, if that's the case, they have lied under oath several times. They have lied clearly. If they can put these two people together, his testimony, the guy that is bumbling, rumbling and stumbling, his testimony says they started according to the text message in 2019. So Faney and Nathan has lied. Also, you got misappropriation of funds. Okay. You also possibly have an overlapping of her having a sexual relationship with the, with the gang leader at the same time, which is another issue that could cause some criminal charges. And, um, you have misuse of funds because remember, um, they were supposed to have gone on vacation. They're supposed to go on vacation, and she was supposed to have, he was supposed to have paid with what, paid with income that was directly associated from her, namely, uh, she got him a job that went from ninety k to six hundred k. Could she have been getting a kickback, money, cash back? from him meaning she's paying him but she's getting money back from him remember she's saying i didn't accept any gifts which would be a crime i didn't accept any money i didn't accept any trips. i paid them back in cash which you cannot track then they're saying where did you get the cash there's all a, there's a whole bunch of misappropriation of funds this is crazy mm-hmm. this is crazy it's very, very deep. But again, if people are overlooking it, it just gives me an indication that you like plantation politics. This is a mess. This is a catastrophe. Then you add on the fact that they're trying to do something that is simply unprecedented, which reeks of, to me, political corruption, where you're trying to indict and actually convict in jail uh, a person running for president, which would be pretty much unconstitutional at this point. I mean, it is not the fairest way to run an election. It would actually make it somewhat third world country politics. So you got that on top of that too. This is land. This is an episode of power. And somebody said, does this is mean the young thug case is getting thrown out. It puts it at risk. The young thug case does get put at risk. By the way, the young thug case is a catastrophe, namely because many of the attorneys that are from the office of Fannie Willis, they cannot even afford to represent uh, the state in this case, they're going bankrupt. Some attorneys uh, are trying to, to join OnlyFans to supplement their income. Then you had the other defense attorney out here getting arrested. Atlanta's a mess. You had the other white def- uh, defense attorney for one of the people in the cases uh, basically getting arrested, or in another case, getting arrested for criminal gang charges. This is in Atlanta. This is in Atlanta. I don't know how anybody looks at this and is jumping on Fannie Willis's side. To me, it's wild because this reeks of, because again, here, this woman is supposed to be the vision of black independent women who can l- run and lead things. You're also telling me as our Uncle Ruckus to follow this plan. You're trying to tell me I need to be on your team and follow the strong and independent woman who is going to lead us to the promised land in the, in the Gynocracy, right? In the matriarch. And the minute I say, no, I'm leaving the plantation. I'm uncle ruckus. You see what I mean? Like that is crazy to me. And this is why I can't deal with this utopia of we can run our own shit as black people in America. And then you want me to follow her. You want me to be up under her. Are we doing gang violence? Is this an episode of power? What is this? Like, this is crazy. Not to say that the other system is not just as corrupt. We certainly is. But we're supposed to be the people that are going to lead us in the right direction. And I'm supposed to fall under you. And then these people that are the educated, the strong, the brave. The- Hell no. Nah. <laughs> 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 this ain't a movie. This ain't a movie. I'm off the plantation, bro. I'm off the plantation. I ain't following this bullshit. And that that's what y'all gonna follow then don't complain to me that you think times have changed Then you ain't got your way in this world. Okay, because these are the people you're upholding as the vision of leadership. I'm not following them. I'm not going to play on the plantation with them. They like the plantation. They like to play. They, they like, I, I'm off the plantation. I'm by myself. I'm a runaway slave-ass ninja. That's who I am. Yeah. Mm. This is a circus. And this is 2024, y'all. And ain't nothing changed since 1850. You cannot tell me. The only thing that changed is that your employment does not consist of labor, it now consists of jobs, which are almost synonymous at this point. You cannot distinguish the two. <laughs> Other than the fact that there might not be any whips yet, there certainly might be some chains for Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. They certainly can get locked up over this. This is an absolute mess, all right? And people are, people are celebrating this. I don't get it. Let me get to the Super Chats, man. Thank you for sticking around for this. All right, stereotypes uh, lived out in real life. Oh, by the way, I did get the brothers. I did get the brothers on the sexual prowess thing. The connection between um, projecting yourself as sexually hypersexual or sexual, sexually proficient And also a victim of circumstance. That one is. We need to explore that one. Right. I'm a victim. Of. The society. I'm a captured slave. I can't get through. I can't be. But when it comes to sex. I'm the dominant male. When it comes to mouthpiece and pulling holes. I'm the dominant male. When it comes to laying pipe. And blowing back out. I'm the dominant. When it comes to putting holes on the track, when it comes to rotation, when it comes to spitting this game, I'm the dominant. You see that? And then all of a sudden, when it comes to trying to make it ahead and getting a bank account and getting an ID and voting, and all of a sudden, when it comes to charting your own path and separating yourself away from the plantation, I can't do it. I can't seem to get out of it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Not only that, you didn't just get into the office and then start sweating Crisco grease. Didn't right? they give you a chance and you start stuttering and stammering? I got to see the part where he starts sweating. Give me a second here. I'm going to show you when he starts sweating. Watch these beads of sweat come off this ninja node. Uh, here it is. It's at January two
6: thousand and twenty-two. That's okay.
0: Twenty-one. I, I'm sorry. Twenty-one.
6: You're right. Thank and you. it was, I
0: think, renewed in twenty-two. It was, oh, yeah. yes.
6: So the contract date was um, that we have in the record is January twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. So using that date, at that point, had they begun their romantic relationship?
2: Of twenty twenty-two.
6: January twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. Twenty twenty-one. I'm sorry. When you got your first contract?
2: I...
10: Look! Look! Ooh, he's sweating. Ooh, Lord. Oh. I don't recall. He don't recall. Uh,
6: so using that date. It's look. It's January 2022. That's okay.
2: 21. I, I'm sorry,
6: 21. You're right. Thank and you. it was, I
2: think, renewed in 22.
6: It was, yes. So the contract date was um, that we have in the record is January 25th, 2022. So using that date. At that point, had they begun their romantic relationship?
0: Chris, go. 2022. Yeah, that's what he
6: 2022. said. 2022.
0: 2021, I'm sorry. When to- you got your first contract. 2021. Uh, I
7: Ah, 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 ah. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man.
10: What you going
0: to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Oh, man. My goodness. (laughs) Let me get in (laughs) This ninja was a dun dun dun. Yeah, don't be in court, man. Stay out of court. Let's get to these super chaps here. Uh, For people that saying, like, what? Uh somebody said what does got to do with Trump? These these are the people that were going to be hired. They they were going to literally put Trump on the on the board here. They were going to put him in jail. Meanwhile, I don't know if you know, you have to have integrity to do a case like this. If your integrity is in question, if you're going to be telling somebody else what they violated in terms of rule, you better come in here with a clean fucking slate. <laughs> That's you better come in with a clean slate. Nothing about your morality, decorum, professionalism can be challenged. Not only that your personal life, you've taken an oath to the court, you're taking you said that you were going to live by a moral code and a criminal code that you were not going to violate. if they catch you doing anything inappropriate or disappro- misappropriating funds, if your' personal character, it you cannot take this case. Now, most people cannot take this case. I wouldn't be able to take this case either because if they had my black ass up there, all right, I would be looking like this. (laughs) And they start questioning me. So when you was at the junior college with the last Ling Ling, I would be up there sweating Crisco grease too. So that's my point. I wouldn't be able to do it. But if you're going to take on these oaths, if you're going to be an officer of the court, you certainly have to have your backyard in order. You can't come up there and be putting people on the stand and you out here acting a monkey. You can't do it. Credibility. You get your credibility is shot. So they need somebody else to take the case, which nobody's going to, and then you're going to figure out what this was about. It wasn't about any potential crimes. It was about political theater, and not only that. It was about bread and circus and or uh, trying to keep, keep a man from running for office. There's, there's, no, there's no victim, no crime here, more or less. <laughs> right? I'll be up there crazy. They be pulling out feet pictures. I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm. Now, whose feet are this? Whose feet are these right here? I'll be shuffling like a mother sucker. Oh, that's Tammy's feet. And what is that on Tammy's feet?
10: It looks like whipped cream. And why is there whipped cream on Tammy's feet?
0: All right, anyway, (laughs) let me get it going here. All right, yeah, it would be a circus, Ninja. Y'all would be making 50 videos on my black ass if I was up there, too. Gotcha, bitch. But I'm not the moral authority here, bro. I'm not the moral authority. I'm not here, right here. Shout out to uh, my brother Hemothy says, Uh, I'm still on yesterday's stream, wig-wearing straggle bandit. He says, yo, yo, coach. He says, you got to chill.
2: Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All
0: right, and he also says, my early weekly tuition. Thank you, coach. This ish is needed. He says, when you understand women, you can never love them. And that's the point. All right, Gary Jr. says, free pussy costs too much. Free sex costs the most. Free women cost the most. All right, it, it's, it's, it, it's too much. The price is too high. Somebody says definitely grounds for impeachment. Uh, what is Donald Trump's activity? I mean, they tried to, they already did impeach him. Shout out to the contractor says, I have been um, almost one year sober and nobody calls me anymore to hang out. He says, I'm a boring ninja now. That's a fact. All right, and so, yeah, you're no fun. Uh, Gary Jr. says, hit the like button. I miss my gorditas. All right, Soldier for God says, women don't come with receipts. We don't own them. We don't own women. I'm, 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 I'm satisfied. JC says, nothing on this planet hurts worse than a ninja trying to get through an eight-hour shift with a broken heart. Yep, you got to go to class. You got to go to your job. You think your wife's tipping out on you, and you can't prove it. You can't leave the job. It's a mess. Shout out to uh Blake Panther. AJ, what's up, coach? Here are some dudes, Mitch McConnell stepping down in November. Thoughts, it's about five years too late, maybe 10. Oh, you're talking about impeachment of the lawyers. Uh, yeah, they should be impeached. I mean, they simply, here's my thing about that. And shout out to you, Mitch McConnell should step down 15 years ago. Um, the lawyers should have, in my opinion, Fannie Willis should have stepped down. All right, she should have immediately stepped down. And this is where people are going to cry foul if she is prosecuted. I don't see it happening. I possibly see the judge not caring about any of this. Why? Because the judge in this case worked at Faney's office as a, a district attorney office. He is also somewhat inexperienced, incompetent. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He doesn't have great command of the courtroom. So I do see possibility of this case continuing with Faney as the prosecutor. I'm sorry, as Nathan Wade, as the prosecutor. And it's just going to be more political theater. Um, So that could be a possibility, but in my opinion, she should have stepped down. She should have recused herself. I mean, it's too obvious. Why continue to do this when, when, when this is what we're seeing here, but you know, this is all to me, hired assassins and stuff like that. It's just hired assassins. It has nothing to do with who's right or who's wrong at this point. She's not smart enough, and she's been paid off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's been paid. She took the money. She took the money. Mm. Shout out to our brother, Eric Powell, says, great content. Today, CGA, I learned something new. Uh, that guy, shout out to you in your first super chat, Mr. MC Hamster, says, talking loud and ain't saying nothing. Shout out to say, uh, James Brown. they just be talking loud and ain't saying nothing, man. When? Yeah, somebody conflict of interest. Yeah, she has a significantly conflict of interest, meaning that I don't think she and her office or Nathan Wade have the ability to, to accuse anybody of anything. And you have a complete conflict of interest on a lot of cases here. MC, MC Hamster says incompetence means you can't be held accountable. He says, That has to be the model of our government for the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. You're absolutely right. John Doe, when black men speak up against plantation politics, we get silenced and ridiculed and and name-called, which is ridiculous. You can't call a man that's damn near 50 years old a name. I mean, it means nothing to me. I mean, I've been here too long. He says we get called Uncle Tom and Coons. He said the Communita never puts the black women in check. That's the problem of the Communita. And that's been the problem at the plantation as well. All right. So the fact that they can never check black women is the problem of the community. It's the number one problem. And you never have been, this is why you can't do it. Now there's a dependency on, on, on women, black women in particularly, not just in relationships, but mothers and big mama and Nana and grandmama and mammy. Like black men, can't find their own balls, paws, because they can't leave their mother figures. Unfortunately, the mother figures have caused the most harm. And it's often put on the on the on the absentee parent, which is typically a black male. But I think this has gone on far too long to for people to continue to to believe that. As the symptom, because the woman picked the man, the woman cocked her legs wide open, the woman delivered his baby, the woman probably married him, and then it didn't go right. And then all of a sudden, he leaves or he's pressured out, he's put out, and then he's the problem. He's the reason and the, the reason why the me, black male, the new black male, the, the man that becomes the, he's the reason why it all failed. I mean, I don't understand how y'all can continue to go through this and then claim to be victims. This is far too long. You guys need to walk away. <laughs> you guys need to walk away from the plantation. This is getting weird at this point that you continue to uplift this. But it's typically southern negroes that do this and it's wild to me. Some of y'all Philadelphia negroes do this, but when it comes to when it comes to putting the blame, it goes to the Uncle Ruckus and Uncle Tom. Like to me, the problem The problem in these plantations is Uncle Tom. (laughs) The problem, the entire problem is Uncle Ruckus. That's what's causing the problems. The problem is Django or Steven or whatever. These are the problems. These are the real issues. These are the problems you want to focus on. These are the reasons why the community is downtrodden. Are these the reasons? This is wild. This is wild. That you would think that you would be so willing to call these guys out, but then can't even go to your mammy, your grandmammy, and slap them sideways. Not even your mother, your sister, your aunts. None
10: of them. You can't say none of them. You're powerless against them.
0: If you dare open your mouth, you're ostracized. You're excommunicated. And not only that, they will turn their forces and weapons against you. They'll turn your masters and overseers against you if you speak out against them. This is an abject failure as to continue down this route. But you got so much smoke right, for men who, who have basically just walked off the plantation. I'm going to walk off. No, you ain't. Passport Bros is a classic example of this. The Passport Bro Movement is literally the spitting image of this. A group of men walks. And everybody, including the women, say, you ain't going nowhere. Where, you, where your black ass going? <laughs> right here. Where your black ass think you going? You ain't going nowhere. Where you going to subjugate other women? Where you going to punish other women? Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Why they so mad? Why are they so mad when the passport bros go walk off and go trick or whatever the hell they about to do? Why are you mad? Why are you mad they leaving? Why you got to make a video? Well, because plantation politics. They want to bring you back under the control, under their control, under their system, under their system. We're going to do it like this. You're going to accept it. They just want to control you. You ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna put you on child support so you can't go over there. This is plantation politics in real time. Ain't nothing changed, guys. You think it was any different than 1850? You're out of your mind. It was the same damn thing. Where you think you running off to?
10: You ain't going nowhere.
0: You gonna be here with us, struggling, Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Tom. <laughs> Where you think you're going, MGTOW? You ain't going nowhere. You're gonna be out here burning with us and struggling with us. That's what you're gonna be doing. Shout out to John Doe. Okay. But when would y'all challenge the the women in this in this social structure? The women don't want any accountability on this. All right. They don't want any of the smoke. They don't want it to be the reason why. They don't want fingers pointed at them. And that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. And that's not just the community, really, at this point. You can really just point this back to almost everybody. Rands <laughs> Cash, shout out to you, says to the king. Preston says they want you to drink because the sober you judges them. That's a fact. When you're sober, you judge them. Rockstar says BWs have looked down on BM ever since Massa gave them a job in middle management 400 years ago. Um, ain't nothing change, Uh The human resources. I know you guys look at slavery as some, something. That, it was nothing but employment. It was a form of work. I know there were some very bad things. There was ownership. But people often misconfuse ownership. I'm not saying it was good. But ownership requires responsibility. You were responsible for. People chose that. I don't want no responsibility. I don't want to have to pay rent, mortgage. I don't want to have to fight for my land. I don't want to have to go down to the court. I don't want to have to do any of that. Some people chose that. Some people were subjugated to it. Some people wanted to flee it. Some people fled it. Some people wanted to flee it, but they're mammy. You going to leave us? It's a thing. And now people do plantation-type jobs, a.k.a. industrial revolution-based jobs, Jobs that are nothing but you doing repetitive things. And then you go and you think it was any different. You're middle management. You a house Negro. Almost synonymous. Almost simply. You got in the house. You got in the corporation. And then when the house Negro gets in the corporation, they make sure they keep other Negroes up out of there. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when the house mammy gets in the house and then I want to get in there, I want lemonade too. She says no. Human resources. When she sees blackmail application and she's in the job, she ball that shit up. No job for you, Glock And she throws it in the cl- You You guys know that. That has been a case of misandry in the human resources department. Women have gotten in there and become top cop and gatekeepers and block men, and particularly black men, from getting into jobs and interviews and being turned down. There's human resource officers that have admitted this. It's nothing but house Negro behavior. That's plantation politics. As to then say, these Negroes can't keep up with us. They, how come you can't get a job? How come you can't pull yourself up from your, back, uh, from your bootstraps, Glocktavious? How come you can't get ahead? How come you ain't in school?
10: Then when they get in there, they
0: reject ninjas from getting up in there. <laughs> Come on, bruh. Mm. And it ain't the white folks doing it. Because black po- plantation politics says it ain't the white folks doing it. It's you doing it to, to each other.
10: You're doing it to each other.
0: Did I make it clear? Then the white folks just give you the, the, the structure to do it to each other. That's plantation politics. So you can't blame white folks. White folks just doing what they want to do. They just get you up in there. Tell us what that old Negro did. And we going to keep him out of there. Tell him what he did. And she up there singing like a jet canary. <laughs> she up in here. Keep him out of there. Don't give him a job.
9: When Judge Thomas began to use work situations to discuss sex.
0: Tell him what he did. And this Negro Colonel Sanders in the back, talking about I bend it over. He probably, never mind. Man, this is a joke. Y'all be, this is a joke at this point, man. And if, if you don't, don't want to agree with me, fine. Please leave my show. I'm not even arguing this. I've seen way too much of this. You cannot even deny this at this point. Denying, denying this will be at your own peril and ignorance. I'm not even, I'm not trying to change your mind, but what you ain't going to do is tell me what I ain't seen ain't real. This is the real world, and i studied it, i seen it. So what you ain't going to do is tell me I ain't right. But just say you disagree and stomp your ass off of here because that's what's happening. <laughs> anyway, just go be mad because it is the reality. And I didn't sh- do How much do I got to show you? All right. Shout out to our brother. Joshua says you told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> shout out to Joe's GCGA. He says exercising the Jezebel demon today. Preston says, they, okay, I got that one already. And I'm going to skeed up over here and pause. One more. Do you need some more examples? Jesus. All right, I'm only three and a half hours in. If you want me to keep singing and flower bringing, I got more examples for you. I can lean into this shit.
10: But this ain't the only ones. Okay, I think I got a couple more pay pistols. I always say this,
0: look, he said, why battle another man? I always say this until you can tell your mom that you're the master of her. You ain't ready to be a man. Until you can tell your mother, and I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about when you become a man, not when you're 22. I'm talking about when you're like 35, 40, 45. Until you can tell your mom that you're the master over her, you ain't a man. Not over these women, not over your wife, that you are over her. I'm the authority over you. I'm the man. I'm the masculine. So let's say your father's not around or your father's old and feeble. He cannot longer. longer you're the master over your mother and everyone down. Wife, baby mama, Daughter, you're the master. You're 35, 40, 45, 50. You're the master over your mother. Fuck the the whole family. The whole family. Your grandmama, all of them. Everybody, everything runs through me. I'm the young Black Panther. I'm the king. What's the Black Panther's name in the movie? I'm the fucking king. In the movie. What's the king in the Black Panther? I hate to use movies as an example, but that's how y'all Negroes relate. In the movie Black Panther, that's exactly what happened. He was the king over the entire family. He is the man. He's the masculine. He's the dominant. He's the leader. And the mother was alive. She wasn't the fucking queen that took over, at least in the first one.
10: I'm that, T'Challa.
0: That's me. Everything runs through me. Every decision, every financial decision, mom, you're alive. You're 70, 60, 80, 90. Everything goes through me. I'm the master over you. I I protect you. I make sure you're taken care of X, Y, and Z. That's what you should be as a man. Fuck the mom. I mean, the wife. Dude, if the wife don't want it, kick her off. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. And let her find her own way. But I'm not going to drag a government stubborn mule to the finish line. We ain't going to win with me dragging you. And you certainly ain't equipped to drag me. All right. And you certainly need me more than I need you. This is going to be a fact. But I, you got to believe that. You got to believe that. But for me, that's how I live this shit. And you ain't got to be tall. You ain't got to be muscular. You ain't got to be rich. But that's what it got to be. That's how it's going to be. And wherever there's failure, I will make a plan to make sure we can overcome that failure. But everything runs through me. I am the master of the universe. I'm the master of the domicile. I'm the master of the domain. I'm not going to be the follower. Not not all the time. There will be some instances where I say, I'm not going to micromanage that. You do this. These are your roles. These are my roles. These are my responsibilities. This is what I'm responsible for. Of your mothers. Your mom. Yeah, I'm the king. <laughs> and that's the way it's going to be. Or you cannot be under my leadership. Now, once you choose to get your ass off the leadership, hey, baby, whatever happens to you, happens to you.
10: If you come back,
0: if you come back in, you come back in at the bottom. So mom, wife, baby mama, ex-wife, daughters, sons, you can certainly do your own thing. I'm not going to stop you or block you. But when you come back in, you start at the bottom. You start at sharpening pencils. You was on the computer, but now you sharpen pencils. <laughs> But yes, and you're off my payroll. You're off my payroll. I'm not responsible for you anymore. And I wish you the best. And I, I hope I prepared you, children, mom, ex-wife, baby mama, wife. I hope I prepared you well. You're going to need help out here, but I can no longer give it to you. I no longer own you. I'm not responsible for you. See, ownership requires responsibility. I know people don't want to hear this, but people think ownership requires me to be um, to be. Uh, what do they call it to.
10: Oppress you. People think ownership and people who own are
0: oppressors. That's not true because people who own stuff, often their name is associated or attributed to that ownership. That goes for wives, children, slaves. Vehicles through title, homes, title. Also, you might call it Wayne's Manor. The house might be called Wayne's Manor. Not only do I own it, it actually takes my name and then I'm responsible for it.
10: That's not oppression. These things
0: can be absent of me, but I'm absent of responsibility. You see the difference between ownership and oppression? It is a thin line. But it's really ownership responsible. That So if I own you, car, house, slave, uh, kids, wife, mom, and you do something stupid, I have to take, face the consequences of it. See, ownership requires responsibility. What if you, you have a kid and they do something stupid? What if your wife goes out there and do something stupid? What if your house blows up? I'm responsible for it. That's ownership. Because it has my name. It has my legacy. It has everything. I'm going to put it. I'm going to maintain it. And I'm going to make sure that it functions. That's what ownership requires. But everybody looks at that as oppression. Now, when it's time to pay the bill, they want you to show up and own. child support. I don't want you to be the authority of this. You can't take his last name, but you got to pay the bill. All of a sudden, you're an owner, but with no authority. When women get married to you and they want to get divorced, I want to be me. I want to do my own thing. I want to have my own name back, but pay my bills. You fucking slaves. I want to do what I want to do. Nobody going to tell me shit. I want to eliminate my kids, but you going to pay. Where's the owners? Pay for this shit. So we got ownership, but no. Responsibility. We got ownership and no authority. We got ownership. This is what we got today. This is what we got today. We got ownership, meaning that we just going to pay the bill and then they going to do whatever the hell they want. Well, here's how it works in the kingdom of CGA. Adams 316 says, I own, I have authority. I own, I have responsibility. And thus, if you are not under either one of those authority and responsibility of I, you are on your own. I pay no bills. Mm. You have no longer my name or my authority or protection or any of that. You're on your own. I'm not just going to pay the bill. And y'all, Negroes out here that got free slave ass, y'all have been freed as slaves, but you want master to still pay the bill. That's an example, classic example. Y'all, free people. Still functioning as slaves and then going to the master trying to get them to pay the bill. They need to pay. They need to pay. No, you're on your own now. (laughs) You're on your own. That means master don't pay no more. Neither do I expect master to pay. Now, if master wants to pay, that's a different story. But y'all out here free and then constantly knocking on master's door for help. I don't get it i don't understand and then who do you have smoke for not master this is really but for uncle toms here y'all go right here man they are
3: finally waking up let me start npr reported from august of last year to december of this year they will spend 252 million dollars on the migrants 252 million dollars 17,000 migrants coming into this city. And this in Chicago. If we just break that in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families. Hispanics have 3.5 children. I'm submitting to you, in one generation, just one generation, the
10: black vote will be null. It's already here,
0: sir. All right, I got some pay-pizzles. I got some pay-pizzles. What are we doing here? Let me see if I got these. I got one, two, three, four, and five. Somebody said reparations are a debt that is old. It's not the same. Well, what you don't understand was, guys, you were conquered. You're not getting it from them. You find it for somewhere else. You're a conquered people. They're not paying the debt. I want you to understand that. I don't want you to be disillusioned because you're waiting for something that's not going to happen. If it happens, just add it to the bank account. It's not going to happen. So start looking elsewhere. <laughs> start. I hate the. I'm trying to. I would tell my own son the same thing. It ain't going to happen. They conquered you. They stole your history, took your name. They fumbled the bag on reconstruction, they set you up for failure. In order for them to give you reparations, they would have to unearth so many skeletons that it would cause the United States of America to fracture in half. They're never going to do it. They would have to tell you that you were here prior to slave trade. They're not going to do it. Not anytime soon, they're not. So that is going to be your plight. You better figure out how to get in with your real true legacy So you can get what really was given to you because it was given to a people, but it wasn't given to you because they misidentified you on purpose. It ain't going to happen. Not while I'm alive, at least. So just to let you know, it ain't going to happen while you're alive. So you better figure something else with your dry begging ass. All right. Go do something with yourself because you're fully capable of doing something with it. But again. It ain't going to happen. I hate to keep have you bring, banging that drum. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> All right, so. Chief got your reparations. Chief got your reparations. It ain't going to happen anytime soon. Why? Because there's no benefit. There's no benefit to it. What would be the benefit? <laughs> Y'all mad. I'm trying to teach you as men. Because I want men out here. I don't want you complaining as Mitches. It ain't gonna happen. The reason why there would be no benefit. First of all, the most of the money gonna come right back to them in a matter of weeks. That's number one. Number two, they already got your vote locked, stock, and barrel at 90%. You would hope that they would do it to maintain a vote. They don't need the vote. You already complicit. Then you have the immigrants who will, will outvote you. Why would they do it? Anyway. But y'all ain't going to listen. There's no reason. There wouldn't need to be a reason to. Y'all all all start voting Republican overnight. Then the reparation checks will get printed. But you don't want to do it because you think they won't get printed. I guarantee you them Dixiecrats will print checks out in in two years. They'll figure out where to find the funding if 50% of you guys walked across to the other party just for one election. But you won't do it. You won't do it, and your mammy ain't going to do it, and your great-grandmammy ain't going to do it. So what are we talking about here? (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyway. So, yeah, until you're ready to walk over there and vote Republican for one presidential election, forget it. You're going to get a check, and then you're going to be disappointed about the checks. (laughs) It ain't that hard to figure out, but you you know what I mean? I, that's why I can't be up here teamed up with y'all crying ass ninjas. All right, man, I can't. I got too much to accomplish here. All right, what are we doing here? No government name says, I think we have a war on discipline structure rather than a war on masculinity and family. Think about it. He says the educational system and legal systems are messed up, corrupt, I would say. He says, "Look at our diets, marriage, and/or long-term relationships are the icing on the cake." We have a massive problem. Massive, massive problem. And yes, the discipline problem is coming from the mental health pharmaceutical uh, industry. Now people are complicit about uh, excusing themselves from accomplishing things. All right, I don't, I don't get it, but. That's not the way around it. Shout out to our brother Thomas. Says migrants is the nail on the in the coffin of the black community. Yep, he says black men get get a skill. Migrants are replacing. You said books, but I'm not sure if that's what you meant. But yes, and and I predicted this in 2019. Uh people predict this well ahead of me, but I've been beating this drum saying the migrants are going to replace blacks. At I said 50 years. I didn't realize it would be. Four years. Shout out to Principi says, keep cooking CGA. He says, make pro blacks mad. Now, they're good at that. But, you know, I would hope that, that they would wake up and see the, the writing on the wall. Um, and you don't realize that your percentage, your percentage is dropping. And you're not even, you don't have a mass, massive reproduction issue. Like you're reproducing, not at replacement rates. But because so many migrants are coming across the border, and they will continue to, that means your 13% goes to 9% in one generation. Then it goes to 6%. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> it's been gone. The representation's not there. Oh, hold on for a second. Oh, I see something was going on right here. All right, hold on for a second. I got to wrap this up. Shout out to Irvin says, what's up, coach? I was curious. What's your personality type? Because I'm the same way. He says, I hate when people don't think For themselves, he says, I rebel a lot and I get annoyed by stupidity really fast. I thought something was wrong with me, but it's these damn NPCs. Keep doing your thing, coach. Indeed. All right. It is. I mean, I'm annoyed at human behavior It's quite annoying. But, of course, I've been teaching all my life in the teaching capacity, so I get quite annoyed. Pro, man, explain it. Let me see if somebody ring my doorbell. Pro Mansplander says, Coach, most people work just enough to not get fired and employers pay just enough that workers don't quit. In fact, what is the, the biggest cost an employer can face is replacing an employee. So they will keep a marginally successful employee over replacing an employee. Most people work maybe uh, two or three hours out of eight. Most employers know that that is your productivity rate. They'll keep that as opposed to replacing you. Jalen says no woman is incapable of cheating. He says you could be good and bad, but still, uh, but she could still cheating. I'm willing to bet Tom Brady never cheated on Giselle. I don't think so, but he said he was so obsessed with football. It would seem like banging another chick wouldn't have fit in his plans. Well, I don't think that. I think Tom Brady's fully capable of cheating. <laughs> All right. Well, he's fully capable of getting some sex. No government name. Pog with Tyreek Hill is six foot five, 265 pounds, a whole power forward. Guess he invited her to a backyard cookout. He says meat on the grill. It's barbecue out here. Shout out to you.
2: It's barbecue in there.
0: I got to get to this. I got to get to answering this door. I got somebody important. Rosalinda. Rosalinda is here. I got to get Rosalinda in. All right. Hit the like button as you exit. Shout out to Kevin W says coach that photo of you. Uh, that photo you have of Nathan Wade looks like the lead attorney. Shout out to TLA and my favorite Uncle Ruckus. This is one of the best dreams. our coaching calls coming back. Go ahead and schedule one, and I'll get back to it. All right, this week, I got everybody. I got an emergency that I got to handle, so I got to get up out of here as fast as possible. Thank you for the contributions, and to the people with hurt feelings, sound off in the comment section, um, and uh, maybe you'll wake up. Dark Green says, talk your shit, Coach. And MC Hamster says, Samuel Jackson's character ran Candyland in Django. Shout out to you. And we out of here. Peace.